we making this a GameCast or is it going to be a podcast? This is GameCast because it's about the VGA Awards. Because the VGA. V- VGA, yeah. I keep... Uh, people... What is VGA Awards? That is an actual award ceremony some- somewhere for something. I could look at a, vi- like a video... I don't know. Something. Yeah, I don't know why people say VGA and then awards. Like, the whole thing is VGAs. Well, maybe VGA stands for something else, and then awards is the awards of the VGAs. Nope. Nope. No, it doesn't exist. It's not real. uh, No, I couldn't find it on the first page of Google, so it's not real. (laughs) All right, so it's not real. But you know what is real? Welcome to the For the Geeks Gamecast. This is episode three. It is a special recap of our thoughts, questions, and concerns, and quite possibly our giddy schoolgirlness. Of this year's TGA 2020 TGA. Game Awards. Yeah, TGA. Uh, it's yeah, VGA. TGA, not VGA. No, it's VGA. Okay, whatever. It's TGA. Continue. Uh, whatever. Go to Google. It's TGA, the Game Awards. That's why it's called the Game Awards. Shut up! <laughs> the person bickering with me in the background here uh-huh. is my beautiful cousin, Seeger. Wow. Seeger. How's it going? It's going well. I would explain more on that, but that's for the normal podcast, not for this one. But you can explain. We haven't talked for months. Go ahead. We talk on Instagram. Nope. Anyway, continue. I'm excited because I got a lot to talk about, and I wrote down a shit ton of games to blab about. So this may be an extra long podcast, but I don't care. It's the third Ah, episode. I don't think it'll be that extra long. Yes, it will. Well, viewers haven't seen you guys for a couple of months. sporadically showing up with episodes. We were there last week! What are you talking about? I was here with Ryan talking about MMOs and shit. The fuck? Anyways. This is our recap episode. We got a lot to talk about. There was a lot of stuff at the VGA. Look what you did to me. The TGA. bitch. At the TGA. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There was a lot. There were some massive reveals, some super stellar (laughs) song pieces that were played. Oh, yeah. Um, just amazing, amazing performances all around. Uh, great awards, a good show. Um, but let's just get right into it. Um, I'll start off with something simple for us. Let's go with how would you rate the actual whole show from beginning to end on our uh, little FTG scale? Well, I what's our scale? Like number one to five. Okay. Um. Super simple. It keeps it one to, our one to five scale is super simple in the sense that it keeps it concise enough for us to be able to put it in a way that we can explain it more as we talk on our shows, and it gives it a definite a definitive number for the people who are like, "Ooh, well, everything needs a number." Okay. Well, I like to give it a four. I don't have a problem with the show. Um, I, I mean, I'm used. I'm accustomed to watching E3, and mm-hmm. usually E3 is garbage because they talk about nothing for 30 minutes and then they announce yeah. the game. But that's not an award show. That's an announcement uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 it, event. But this it's a but, it's a different kind of show. Yeah, but this is an award show. Everything was clear, concise, straight to the point. <clears throat> you know, they even like. They didn't have someone come out and and announce awards for everything. They just had the mm-hmm. speaker um, just say, and here are the awards for this. Here are the awards for this. I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. It's straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And the big ones, they had a presenter on stage. Like Al Pacino was there. Um, oh, yeah, that was great. I was shocked. That's, that's exactly I... when I tuned in. I tuned in an hour after it started airing, and I saw Christopher Judge get the uh, get the award for 
best performance in a video game for the year, mm-hmm. which yeah, hats off to him, but we'll get more into that. So I get a four out of five, even though most people don't like this award show. Fuck you. This is, <laughs> this is content. I don't care. It was I was going to say. It was I, a simple award show. I know. I, I understand that whole uh, thing with uh, not liking award shows. Um, yeah, because it's for money I have a group of I have a group of friends that's so convinced that everything's fucking rigged in this oh, yeah. in this industry and yep. everything doesn't matter and like apparently none of the hard work any of these people do is Simon anything Jose yeah fuckers so um I just want to point out that if it were actually rigged you know who would have won that mul- best multiplayer category Call of Duty yeah uh, that's what I was who, thinking who won that's what I was who thinking. won fucking Splatoon three yeah who How the fuck Splatoon plays 3 that fucking shit one best multiplayer game like yeah. come on yeah you want to say it's rigged go ahead dude like if you want to believe the whole system's rigged whatever Jeff Keighley left the left E3's association because everything was all jacked up on their side and he didn't like the way they were doing it. So if you don't want to believe that Jeff Keighley's doing things right, you're the only The only award show... You're totally entitled to your opinion. The only award show that actually is rigged and it's pretty much... There's tons of proof leading back to it is the Oscars. Mm -hmm. That's the only one that is proven mm-hmm. to have been rigged ever. Mm-hmm. But not not one not when it comes to fucking video games, especially not this one. Hell no. No. There's no way. Did, did the freaking game awards have been around for 3 years? Dude, this is the third one. They said 10. 10? The announcer said three. 10. He's like this is our 10th year for Did he say 10? He said something he said at the three. end. He said 10. He was mentioning hmm. something regarding Oh wait, well, yeah. game awards have been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, see, there right, you go. Right. They've been around for a decade and they're not fucking rigged. So I don't know why everyone's hating towards it. And shit. It's not a... It's, people were pissed. Like, God of War won everything. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a good game. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It got a award for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I haven't played whole, it, and I know it's good. The whole thing about God of War winning... Yes, it does have a lot to do with recency bias. But to the people who haven't played it yet, like, I implore you, go play it. I've only yeah. played eight hours, and I thought it, <laughs> I thought it, would, it more than earned every single one of those awards that it got. Right? Um, everything about God of War Ragnarok is just freaking amazing, and I wish... I need to I'm wait for that to come to PC. <laughs> I'm currently in this weird section of my, jo- my normal job where I have to work like 20 hours every day, so I don't have time to play it, and I, I am a little bit behind, but... I'm definitely going to be catching up on it as soon as winter break is done and we're back to a normal season. I'm super excited to touch down on that, but let's go over some of the announcements first that came out of Game Awards, and let's talk about announcements, and then we'll get to the actual categories, winners, and everything, and we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, We were supposed to have another guest with us here today, Mr. Brooks, but he was coming back home in his Uber and he was trying to uh, get the guy to turn left on the street. When he was turning left on the street, a pair of snakes jumped out of the back seat of the car and were attacked by sloths. While the sloths and the snakes fought, the guy in the front seat drove into a tree, crashed, and now they're all in a coma. So uh, we we wish a speedy recovery for Mr. Brooks. That, and, um, that sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see him soon. I'm sure. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'm gonna start with my biggest fucking thing that I got out of this. Like I have a there were a ton of announcements that were all amazing. Oh yeah, I'm super excited for all of these games that we got to see. Even these tinier um, indie things that are kind of just DLC, like the Dead Sales Return to Castlevania uh, DLC. Dead Cells, but not sales. Dead Cells. Yeah. Dead cells. Continue. I said dead cells. You said sales. Anyways, 
Anyways, um, the biggest thing I got from this whole thing was my massive penis fangirl moment of seeing Armored Core 6 get back into the game. Oh my and god. seeing it be not only a yes. numbered iteration of the Armored Core series, but it coming from from software. And that has to be one of the most massive things. There's been a big rumor in this in the industry for the last few months. Like people have been talking about it that From Software is working on an Armored Core game. Mm-hmm. To be able to see it announced, and not only to be see it announced, but to see it planned with a release window of 2023 was fucking insane. Yeah, like Im- I I only played the second one. I was too young because my parents were very very strict on the video games I play. Everything had to be run by you know Uncle Neil. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, I was 13 by the time I played my first rated like M game, which was Diablo one doom mm-hmm. and, and, uh, halo because alien mm-hmm. blood, no human blood. But I was excited for this because one, I fucking love mech games. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two from software, I believe is the only video game company in the world that doesn't need any advertising because you just slap their hmm. name on it. You know, it's not going to be a shitty game. It's like, okay, this is going to be a success. Plain and I simple. I want to. I want to say that I think that that may be the case in the wake of some, of a game like Elden Ring, which, spoilers, congratulations. Oh, game yeah. Of the year. There um, you go. But the thing with Elden Ring was that it had, did have a very good marketing campaign. Like, they marketed the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. They marketed it well, as opposed to how they did it for Dark Souls games. <clears throat> and they have George um, R. R. Martin. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. Well, George R. R. Martin was more uh, lore writing and, you know, kind of disconnected from the rest of the game in interviews he spoke about it. he's like i didn't know anything else about it i just helped write some stuff oh okay and it's like it's cool but like to get george rr R. martin in on a video game to help write lore for your stuff that's fucking that, nuts. that helps he's the advertising that. yeah yeah that uh, big names make things make big plays yeah um but yeah 2023 what do you think about the armored core game what do you what do you hope for it what are your hopes i hope wishes, it is everything i wanted mech warrior 5 to be I love Mech Warrior because that was the me- that was my singular Mech game series I played growing up. You get in a giant machine and you go around doing mercenary jobs, killing shit. I don't know much about Armored Core, but from the trailer and from past Armored Core title gameplay videos, I looked at it and like this is everything I want to play in a Mech game. I want to just hop in a machine, blow shit up with other machines, and just fucking have fun because that's that's essentially what big robots are good for is just shooting each other and big battles and shit like Gundams and what have you. So I'm very excited for this, this entry in the series, especially with today's, you know, video game engines like the unreal engine five and what Mm -hmm. have you, or even if they had their own, like it's going to look fucking great regardless. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that entry. Uh, to harp on what you say, the, the best thing about knowing this game coming out is knowing that From Software is focusing on next gen specifically. Mm. So we're we're getting a fully involved next gen title, just like a bunch of the other announcements that have been that were uh, shown. Yep. A lot of them are focusing on moving forward and pushing our our industry into the next generation of what consoles can possibly do. And we've seen a little bit here just on this um this little jump between PS4, PS5, uh-huh. uh, Xbox One, Series SX. And people are starting to step more into that next-gen area. Do you think that they'll be able to really capture the best? Because what we know of From Software is that uh, technically, on a technical level, their games are not always 
the most amazing in terms of resolution. You're not getting a 4K mastered experience. It's definitely not up to the standard quality of graphical. Not to say that the graphics themselves and art direction that all is bad. But what makes up for a lot of that is its gameplay, is its focus on how technical the gameplay gets down. Do you think that moving into the next gen, the Armored Core will probably be another technical masterpiece when it comes down to its graphics or do you think from software it'll probably stay in that safe zone of making good games and a good gameplay with slightly less than you know optimal graphics well i think in my opinion yes they'll be able to make a graphically beautiful uh game but also i believe they'll make it a fantastic game so they'll mm-hmm. combine you know best of both worlds because mm-hmm. like everyone knows it's not the graphics that make the game. It's the gameplay and, you know, all these other things. The graphics are like, that's yeah. to the side. You could have, like, with movies, you could have a pretty looking movie, but it could fucking be terrible. Um, yeah. But I feel like they know exactly what they are doing. The only games they had that looked, like, terrible but were great were, like, Dark Souls 1 and 2 and the original Demon Souls. But then they remade... Yeah. Demon Souls and made it great, well, you know. They, Blue Point remastered or did a, did the remake, but oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that, but still. And you go to Dark Souls three; it looks fantastic. It, there's mm. nothing graphically terrible about that game, and then yeah. Elden Ring, of course, is just fantastic all mm-hmm. around. I mean, it's game of the year. So applying that to Armored Core, I don't, I don't need a 4K masterpiece. It'll look mm. great even at 1080p. Hopefully I'll have a 4K monitor by then. But it'll look great on 1080p anyway because they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. And it'll play fantastically because they know what they're doing. So I have yeah. I have full faith in that company not making a disappointing game because they haven't so Definitely. far. I, I, wanna tr- I want to try and move on from this, but I've just got so many questions no, about I this game. Um, I have a lot to talk what about. Do you, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about the gameplay style? So we all know that Armored Core was is a very linear based game in the sense that you're playing mission to mission kind of like how ace combat does my warrior so, does that too so here's the thing though do you think from software takes what they've learned uh, now g- given that from software makes very linear games but most of these games are very much open zone not open world necessarily but very open free to travel between these <clears throat> places in some way shape or form you think that we get open zone like Sonic Frontiers from that, or do you think they take what they've learned from Elden Ring, whatever it was that they think they captured there, and move it into an Armored Core game and make it something more unique and uh, like an open world setting for an Armored Mech game, or do you think they stick down to the basic I... aged and I or personally I think aged style of gameplay of putting it into mission based modes? I would prefer them do it in mission based because I don't see open-world mech games being a thing ever for the reason of it doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. to be in a giant robot and just cruise around the land. Like, when people get in a robot, you're doing some... You have a purpose to do something. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're, if you're you're in Elden Ring, for example, your purpose is to explore the land and kill monsters. In a yeah. robot, you just want to kill the, the bad guy. You're not there to, yeah. like, climb mountains and fly into the yeah. air and shit and just look at the sky. Uh, like again, look at look at Gundam for example. The the anime they get in their suit when they need to fight. They don't get in their mm-hmm. suit to go traverse the desert and get a pretty view. That's what mm-hmm. you do in open world games. Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring. You do that so you could explore everything. So I would prefer it just stick to 
you know the the formula that works for mm-hmm. uh, uh, battle mech based games and what have you. Not, not to say that it. I mean, I, I don't. It might work. They would have to do something mm-hmm. completely special to make it work. But even 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 um, what you call even even uh, near Automata, which had me- mechanical mm-hmm. mechanical elements in the game, I still don't see that pertaining to being in a mech suit. Like you don't need. A mech suit to travel the world and everything. You could just walk or use a, nor- a normal vehicle. Mech suits are designed yeah. for battle and battle alone, not for not for exploration. So that's 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 yeah. that's my point of view on it. <clears throat> All right. Well, shoot, I am super excited to see this game. Yes, and um, I'll link the I'll link the video in the description or show it in the video when I get around to editing it, so people can just watch it here. <laughs> That'd be trailers. dope. Hopefully, I don't get a uh, copyright strike because no, I got no, no. a copyright I mean, strike for the, the 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 podcast with all the cartoons and shit I linked. Well, unfortunately, car- cartoons cartoons <laughs> tend to have stricter copyright issues than video games do. Okay, but but um, because we never got hit with one for any of the old ones we did when we did co streams or things like that. Uh, yeah, um, video game companies seemingly don't give a shit when it comes to it's free publicity. Stuff. Yeah, why yeah. would you care? You know, even if it's only a handful of people, like unless you're unless we're monetizing off of it, I don't think anybody gives two shits. Yeah, and we're not monetizing no. off of it, so God, it's a <laughs> it's not like we're making money off this. Hell no, we're doing this for fun. Oh my god! Anyway. One of the biggest, one of the one of the other biggest reveals for me was Hades too. Oh my god! I saw the art style when they dropped it when they start when they launched a trailer in the beginning. I watched it and I was like, it's a super giant game. It looks fucking great. I wonder what it is. I was like, oh, it must be another Hades style deal. Like, it looks That's almost it looks, the same. Yeah, Everything's yeah. great. And then we get into it and I'm sitting and I, I watched this whole thing at work. It was the it was the most difficult day of work for me because I had to focus on two separate things at the same time that both took all of my attention. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was sitting there geeking out like a little fucking kid. I, as soon as I saw the gameplay footage of it, I was jumping around. I was clapping. I was like punching my hand. I was going nuts. And Hades was such a phenomenal game, just amazing. So much fun. So much replayability. I never played. Um, it. It's super good. <laughs> if you haven't, if if you or you listeners haven't played it yet, I I guarantee you, you will not feel wasted on this. It is a great game with great lore, great story, Question. great gameplay. Is uh-huh. is the word rogue light or rogue like? I don't know. There's what, two different ones. What the fuck does either mean? Rogue. Uh, we went over this with Brooks again the other day. You know, what? I'm I'm just gonna go to the dictionary because I'm like low on sleep and it's gonna take me forever to figure this out. Yeah, I asked because um, when they were showing the trailer, uh, which I'll link here, um, they were saying rogue like. But whenever people talk yes. to me about the genre, they say it's rogue light, and I'm like, I don't I don't know what the difference is. Okay. So, according to G2A.com, which you I have no idea. games for sheep there. Really? Is that this website? Is that what this website is? G2A? Yeah, that's where yeah. you get the games for cheap. Oh, the CD keys. Okay. I usually go to CD right. keys. So, here it is. To sum up, roguelike games con- uh, constitute a genre that has to strictly adhere to certain characteristics, of which the most important are permadeath, procedurally generated maps, and permadeath. turn-based combat. Uh, roguelite games, on the other hand, usually take these roguelike mechanics and blend them with other genres. Such games usually feature procedurally generated levels and permadeath as well, but there are some persistent features that help you out in subsequent playthroughs. 
So there's barely a difference. What the fuck? There's there is barely a difference, but it's it's a big enough difference words? for the community. Oh, okay, it, whatever. You know, it, it's a big enough thing to make a difference. I would need um, a more uh, a better example, but I'll look that up later. Anyway, continue. So, yeah, dude, no, Hades two, fucking phenomenal. Oh my god, the most hype, one of my most hype moments of this whole whole thing, and there were a lot of hype moments. Oh, I, I, I was can agree. so excited. Um, and we have so much more to go through. There was oh, yeah. fucking Jedi Survivor. Yes, I'm going to talk Cyberpunk, about Phantom Liberty. Oh, my God. Diablo uh, fucking, 4, Blue Protocol, Diablo 4. Final Fantasy 16. See, the cool thing was earlier this week, we got preview. We got the previews from all of the outlets. Everyone got their codes. They got their time with it. And I got to listen to one of my favorite podcasts, oh, nice. the Kind of Funny podcast. Um, more specifically, the game, uh, the daily games cast. Yeah. Um, and they talked about their preview on it. Um, two of their people were on the on the on it, and just they talked a storm up about it. Just <laughs> so much good stuff. All of the previews said that the customization portions of Diablo Four were amazing and super in depth. Just I'm, like a step in the right direction for what people want from being able to make their own characters. I am personally excited because of the story. I've always loved the lore of heaven mm-hmm. versus hell in any mm-hmm. stories, especially when it comes to a video game. That's what I really like because it, because you don't really see that because it's a very touchy subject, but mm-hmm. these guys do blizzard is able to do it in a way that makes it, interesting like diablo 3 the story was eh but when we got to reaper of souls i was i was all in because i'm like wait a minute okay we got this archangel that went rogue becomes Mm -hmm. the angel the aspect of death and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. shit okay this is cool because this goes into mythology with you know angels and shit Mm -hmm. and it gave some light onto what an angel of death could look like malthiel is Mm -hmm. fucking awesome now we have diablo 4 which Mm -hmm. i'll link the trail i'll play the trailer here um, you have Inarius, which used to be a archangel of the council underneath, he used to serve under Tyrael, and mm-hmm. then he defected once he learned that, well, once he learned that the angels weren't really doing anything, so he wanted to cause a war between heaven and hell, and he sided with the demons, and he started running things through there, and he became friends with Lilith. And then I guess now we're going to find out that they're going to fight each other in this new game. Something happened between them. So I'm excited to see what happens with more of uh, the Diablo storyline continuing. Because I don't know anybody that really cares about the Diablo universe but me personally. Like, I've never talked to you about it, motherfucker, but now I can. This is great. To be fair, I, I am not super in-depth on the actual lore and story itself, but as a gamer, Diablo has been one of my mainstay games for years and years okay. and years. I played 3 for fucking years and years and years. Me too. And so, like, I'm super excited to be able to get the next one out and to get it so soon again. Yeah. I, I imagine this being pushed out to 2024. There had been nothing, like... One of the big things about this Game Awards show that I want, I took away from it was the fact that the morning of, Jeff Keighley woke up, went on Twitter, looked around, then posted a tweet that said, no major spoilers. Cool. This is going to be the best Game Awards ever. <laughs> and there was like, there was no doubt in my mind that he had some crazy shit up his sleeve. Like, this is, this is insane. That's cool. And so we, we have a release date for Diablo 4, June 6, 2023. Fuck um, yes. 
super close. I within See, half a year, I would have never thought. I would. That's a game I'll thought, buy on launch day for sure. I would have thought it would be pushed back a little further. I would have thought that it was a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. later. But like. I'm, I'm I'm just surprised. I'm curious just to super see surprised. How, what the fuck they're gonna do with the prime evils because for those of you that don't know, you can't really kill them. You just lock them away for all. Like, they're permanently in existence unless the guy I forgot the name. The guy uh, the 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 entity that is God in in Diablo or the entity that is uh, the devil, the actual devil in there, unless they somehow snap their fingers and make them die, they're never going away. So whenever Diablo dies, he's encased in a, in a, in a soul stone. And then Mm -hmm. he gets revived once he's injected into someone's body again. Same with all the prime evils and all the lesser evils. They all act Mm -hmm. the same, which really sucks, but it keeps the story going, uh, because it does give that, it does kind of give you that circular kind of, story motion though like yeah. I, I can imagine already that lilith comes to and says the primevils didn't do this i'm gonna do it yeah she's and then somehow finds a way to inject primevils into herself and still them inside of her to give her more power yeah and then at some point she's well, gonna explode and become diablo again it, maybe it's... but they did that with malfael because what i really liked about his story in reaper of souls was okay he defected because he for those of you who don't know um Malvael was. <laughs> it's Diablo three, right? He he was an archangel of the Angris Council, and he thought his idea to cleansing the world of evil. Because the problem is for the Angris Council is the demons. How do you get rid of these demons if they will never die? Well, the reason they exist is because of the humans. They go to Earth and they start killing all the humans and causing mm-hmm. a war and a problem for heaven. So he's like, hmm, how do I fix this? I have to eat all the humans and all the demon souls, absorb them, and ingest the black soul stone, which contains all the all the essences of all the prime and lesser evils, which he does. Mm-hmm. He ingests it and becomes the archangel of death. Um, and his logic goes to, along the lines of Seymour Flex from Final Fantasy X, as well mm-hmm. as the... Um, as well as the uh, philosopher Tacitus, which is where you make a wasteland, you call it peace. So in order for him to have peace in his eyes, everything has to be dead. That way there is no chaos. And that's what I thought was really interesting. But I hope they don't go that route with Lilith, because like you said, you, you think she'll she'll uh, absorb all the yeah, prime, I mean, all the evil. I hope they don't do that, because they already just did that. We come like They can come I mean, up the- with something else. The whole base of the storyline is that Diablo comes out in some way, shape, or form at the end of the game. You always end up fighting Diablo no matter what. And and I get it. It's the whole primevals never die thing. Yes. No matter what, they will find a way back, sort of. I am inevitable. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I'm also Um, also curious to see what happens to Tyrael. Like, when I saw the trailer, I thought, is this this him? Did he reascend? And I'm like, ah, no, no, no. That's not a sword. Like, that's a... That's a spear. That's a different weapon. That's a different angel. So I'm curious to see what's going on with the human. Uh, well, yeah, now he's a human, uh, Tyrael. Cause he, yeah, I mean, he it depends if he's even alive still. We don't know how far, how far along in the future this is. We don't know, like, when it takes place, really. Like, yeah. we're, as far as I know, we are still pretty blacked out on media information, which is good. I, which is I would good. rather know leaks. Yes, I, I agree. I know leaks, I don't leaks like kind leaks. of make... Leaks make the industry go round. I get it. Like it gives Bottle people content. <laughs> it gives people information. It gives people stuff to talk about, something to do. But yeah. 
at the end of the day, like when big leaks like Grand Theft Auto Six come out, it really just hurts both sides of this development and consumer. Oh, yeah. it, it hurts both sides. It, we know it's being worked on. We know that it's coming. It's like just have a little bit of patience and wait because the reveal, the way they're working up to reveal these things is all pre-planned. Like they have an idea, they have a plan, and whether or not it takes time, it, it takes time. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to you got to have trust in whatever their process is. Sure, if it doesn't come out like I don't understand why people are bitching about Grand Theft Auto 6 anyways. It's like if you're bored of Grand Theft Auto 5, go find a new game to play. Yeah, yeah. Shut, shut the fuck <laughs> like, up. Come on, yeah, dude. Damn. Like Any time that someone's like, oh, they haven't put out a new game of this, it's like not everything's meant to last forever. Yeah, no. You know, like some games come out and they have a series and eventually they die. Like eventually Call of Duty will find a way to die. <laughs> it will crawl its way into a grave. There's no way, there's no way around it. You, you run out of things. There's only so many conflicts in human history you can go over again. Yeah, but kids will play it anyway. I mean, it's been alive since we were in fucking high school. Like nobody yeah. played the first three Call it, I played the first three Call of Duty's because they were on PC um, and partially console. Yeah. But kids kids will just play it because, oh, it's cool. It, it has the name Call of Duty attached to it. So they'll just fucking play it. Um, I, I feel like the future of Call of Duty is in moving into these like custom-made stories and storylines that are fictional the, because there's no other way to do it. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I think their baseline for moving on in the future is going to be Warzone and moving past Warzone. They will put out small experiences here and there to mm-hmm. keep people happy and keep giving people a campaign while Warzone encompasses most of the multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but pushing this along, I have a question. Mm. What did you think? Did you did you have an emotional experience with Suicide Squad kills the Justice League? Which I, I will did, link the video here for viewers. I, you, or, <laughs> you don't have to tell them you're going to link it every time. Whatever. Fuck <laughs> just, you. Just link it and let it go in. I need to do this for my vocal cues. Piss off. <laughs> Anyways. Did you have an emotional experience watching I, it? I know how absolutely torn a lot of people were by the passing of Kevin Conroy. I know how important he was as an icon Yeah. in this... Not not only in our industry of video games, but also in the general populace of, you know, comic books, t- television. As a as a voice actor, he was one of the most renowned and one of the most iconic. He's the only person um, that is Batman, just yeah, like Mark lot, Hamill lot, is Joker. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you think of Batman, you think of Kevin Conroy. Yep. I mean, maybe some people think of Val Kilmer. I don't know. He's or Adam West. Okay. <laughs> Or Adam West. <laughs> but the point being is that, like, I don't have that same emotional attachment, I think, to voice actors God the same it. way that some people do. Like, But it does. But that, saying that, it doesn't mean that I don't hold those people in such high regard that hearing that they pass is a terrible thing. Like, when I heard about it, I was I was torn because I was just like, that's, that's it. Batman's done. <laughs> I'm never going to have Batman again after this. Like, I'm never going to be able to really feel that batman sound come out of a voice because yeah we've had batmen over the years and all of them have never lived up to the same style that kevin conroy portrayed for both bruce wayne and for batman himself yep and knowing that suicide squad is his last full performance of being batman is making that game so emotional for so many different people right now yep and like it's gonna be a tough thing to get through for a lot of people and i'm just I'm just, I feel that we're lucky enough to be able to get that last experience because 
that point when he had passed, I, to my knowledge, I was like, that's it. We're never going to get yeah. it. We have to relive everything through the past. We get one more new performance from him. And to top it off, it is one of the most insane kinds of performances you could get from a Batman. Oh, yeah. Just that that whole trailer fucking blew my mind. I've it's an known evil about Batman. Suicide. It's like, holy I've shit. I've known about Suicide Squad since forever, since they announced it. And I've been super excited for it every which way. Being able to play as a Suicide Squad and hunt down Justice League members sounds like the biggest fucking fun thing I have ever heard of. Oh, yeah. And it is a great twist and on how things roll. It's Rocksteady. universe. It's yeah. going to be good. It, not only not only is it Rocksteady, but it also takes place in the Arkhamverse itself. Yes. So this this takes this place a, after yeah. Arkham City, Arkham Knight, all those games. And I just finished Arkham Knight, and that was a fantastic, bittersweet ending. I felt sad, but I also felt glad because I played the game and I got to mm-hmm. experience it. I don't care what other people say. Arkham City was better. I'm like, eh, shut up. It was a good game. It was. But I also liked Arkham Knight. I was really fooled by who the Arkham White was for most of the game. Because I'm like... Do you not know Batman lore? I did. Seriously? But I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Until Bro. they started doing the... Uh, for people that... Well, there's not a spoiler because the game's been out forever. But game's been out forever. Spoiler alert. Once Jason Todd. Yeah, once the Joker started doing flashbacks with Jason, I'm like, okay, this has to... this. But it was confusing me because I'm like, Jason's the Red Hood. He yeah, can't they changed be Arkham it Knight. And, but I'm like, Red Hood is in the DLC, so who mm-hmm. the fuck... I'm like, is this the... I'm like, okay, we already have Damien. We already yeah. have Dick. No, sorry, mm-hmm. we we have Dick and Tim in Tim. the game. I'm like, maybe this is Damien, but why would he be mad at Batman? I don't get He's it. He's always been mad at Batman. Damien? Yes. From his inception, Damien hated Bruce Wayne as his father. Oh, yeah, hated, okay, I remember hated that. Hated the idea of the Batman. He did not like him at all. It took... It took Batman time to get Damien on his side. That's right. And once he got him on his side, he really did, you know, trust him and really did, like, confide and be, like, an actual father-son relationship. But, like, it took forever. But still, it it was confusing me because I'm like, who the fuck could it be? And then it's Jason. And then what was even cooler was when he took the mask off, his suit turned red and he had a second mask. I'm like, okay, okay. There's the the red hood. That was the thing that gave it away for me. Like I I saw the Batman, like, you know, the Batman-esque-ness of his helmet, but then I saw the red underneath and it was a smooth shape. It looked like it was just, you know, a a skull. And I was just like, I was like, oh, it's fucking From like the first like 10 minutes, I was like, I really hope I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that Jason (laughs) thought That, but it was I was cool. like, oh, come on, man. I already know where this is going. Please. Yeah. I love Jason Todd. Don't fuck his story up. But that game was fantastic. And it, I'm glad I got to play it on my new computer because I played it on my potato. Mm-hmm. It was fucking terrible at 30 FPS on potato graphics. Now yeah. I got to play it in full graphics, you know, 60 FPS. It was great. And now I'm more excited for this one because, I mean, even in the fucking trailer, which, you know, I was watching it. I'm like, okay, Suicide Squad. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, it's Bat. Nope, that's uh, that's a that's a standing. That's a that's a printout of Batman on a stand up or whatever. I'm like, okay, he's not here. And then he, they show him. He says his iconic mm-hmm. line, which is a new voice recording. I know people yeah. wanted the the original one from the '90s show, um, yeah. which which technically is more epic because of the dramatic pauses. But this one is still good. And then they end it with, thank you, Kevin. As soon yeah. as I saw that, I started fucking ugly girl crying. Just, yeah. I couldn't hold it in. I was like, oh, fucking God. So I'm excited for oh, yeah. one last ride with, you know, the Arkham series. The Batman. Yeah. With the Batman. the Batman. Let's get his name right. Yeah. Not like 
Gotham Knights. Nobody fucking cares about that shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, we we give it where we can, but Warner Brothers Montreal did not give it all they could. No. I, I know they I know they had an idea and they really wanted to capture on it. And, you know, it looks good. <clears throat> it looks on paper like it would be fun and great, but it's just I feel like it misses. It's missing something that. I haven't even played the game. I've just been able to like do my <coughs> research, and from what I've seen, it just looks Same. like it's missing something. Yeah. But um, anyway, next, uh, were you going to say see. anything? Or I, ha- um, I, have, I, have, I have my there's, list. There's so many more things I want to talk about, but Judas. there's so much to talk about that Judas. Judas looks cool. I don't know anything about it. It looks fucking fantastic, It's fucking though. Bioshock in space. It looks great. It I can't so wait. It looks so good. I can't wait to see what it is because the thing that it the, the thing with the trailer at the end where it says trailer here break what uh, fix what you broke like what does that mean did we like what did does our character do that fucked something up like yeah. but what is it that we fucked up because the oh, that last scene where that girl's like standing there at the thing and she's just waiting to get hit in the face with that massive meteor yeah it's just like did we fuck time up it's like are we stuck in, is it another time loop game but is it from the mind the genius of kevin klein oh, where man. we get to see an uh, uh, uh an amazing uh, kevin levine an amazing um bioshock style darkness in that i that still need same to... mind bending soul twisting kind of storyline that's just like insane in a time and throw in a time loop I still need I to know. beat the uh, Bioshock Infinite DLC. I haven't done that one yet. Because uh, Jose I, tells me it's fantastic. I have it, <clears throat> and I have, like, the collector's... I got the collector's edition one, so, like... So I got, you know, one and two and all that bullshit. I just still got to finish through my replay of one and then go through two, but... Don't I might just it. jump over to Infinite, because I haven't... Yeah. Two was good. Two was Every fine. single person I know has told me two was terrible compared to the first and Infinite. Infinite's the best by far, but Infinite still. is not the best by far. Bioshock 1 is the best by far. Okay, Bioshock 1 is a 9. Infinite is a 10. I just... No, I don't believe that. I think eh, that shit's reversed. That's another conversation. That... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Either <laughs> way, Judas, it looks it's fantastic. Nice to see Judas because I, I want to know more. I want to know more about more. it. Yes. It's been so long, and I've, I think this industry has suffered from a lack of more of Ken Levine's games. Yep. Um, um, Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Link oh, here, dude. But dude, I shit my dude. pants when I watched it. Fucking dude, dude. I did dude. not think they were gonna pull out the double lightsaber. I didn't think I they didn't were gonna pull out gonna the pull... cross guard lightsaber. Yeah, that's holy just, that's shit. Insane. There's only Kylo Ren and the High Republic guy who have a cross guard, and now Cal Kestis has one. Holy I'm shit. fine for this. I'm fine for this rewrite. I'm fine for this to be canon. I, it, I'm I fucking all love for it. this because I like Cal Kestis as a character more Me than too. I like fucking Ben Skywalker. Yeah, no, he can go to hell. Like uh, people, I, people, I like the love, original, the original love, one. Jaden and Jay, uh, was it Jason Jalen or something? I can't remember their original names. The Jay, original Jay, Skywalker Jayden kids. Solo, Jaden Solo, Mara Jade, uh, which is uh, Skywalker, uh, Luke's wife. Um, so you have all that good stuff in the yeah. expanded universe. Old but extended, uh, old expanded universe. I love. But I hate this Kylo. New fucking ben, Kylo's I hate bitch. because he's like, I'm a whiny little shit. I want to be like Grandpa Vader. Why? Yeah. What? What Why? on earth could make you want power? Why? Vader had a reason for power. Everyone mm-hmm. shit on him. Didn't give him his potential. Then you know he's like he fell in love with Padme. And he has to protect yeah. his wife, and he's he. 
He was immature in that aspect. He was really seduced by the dark side. Kylo? Yeah, I mean, he, no. He, he's just like, I want to be strong. What the fuck got, kind of story is that? Anakin was plagued by visions of Padme's death. And his connection with Force visions, just like Rey, like, it caused him so much concern that Palpatine took advantage of it. Oh, yeah. He knew he, exactly he how to work a, that brain. And he was a real, a real Sith Lord. Like, yeah. If, Kylo's not if a Sith. Kylo, if Kylo had been half the Sith that Palpatine was, <laughs> he would have turned Rey to the dark side. Oh, yeah. Rey would have been dark side, and I would have gotten the ending to that series that I wanted. I know. If Rey had, if Rey had made that flip on the very last movie, I would have lost my shit, and I would have probably proclaimed it being way better than the prequels. We need to do a Star Wars episode at some yeah, point when you come we, back. We will. Um, um, I can't do that with Ryan because he doesn't care about Star Wars. <laughs> we'll start planning. We'll start planning some episodes. That'll be a regular podcast one. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, I guess it has to be because it's. Just, or we can make it a series. Related. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. But no, but we can make it like a series, you know, because it's there's so much to talk about in Star Wars. That oh my god, you, yeah. there's no way you can contain it into one. No, but going yeah. back on, yeah. on the main bar, back to the track, <laughs> back to the track. Jedi Survivor looks fantastic, and like yes. everyone says, you look at Cal Kestis's face five years uh, later compared to yeah. the first one. That's the face of this man has seen some shit. Because oh, yeah, yeah. there's scars on his face. He's got facial hair. He looks like he's going to kick some fucking ass. I don't even know who the oh, villain yes. is in this one. The last one you knew was the Inquisitors. You knew it was the second sister. Yeah. This one, oh. I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't have let's any theories. Say, let's say it was during the when the Inquisitors were big. And during episode four, I don't think the Inquisitors were really all that. Episode four? No, they were dead. Yeah. Were they all dead by episode all, four? Every single Inquisitor is dead after Rebels. The only, except for oh. Reva. She's alive because of the Kenobi series, and she went to do something else. But she's no longer an Inquisitor. All Every single um, Inquisitor is weak, and their entire purpose was to hunt weak Jedi. That's that's, so, that's what they were instructed let's to see. do. Let's so, see, that, so and, that... Oh. Jedi Fall, Fallen Order took place three years after Order 66, right? Wait, pause. Um, Jedi Survivor takes place along the same time as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, in oh, logically okay. saying, fifth brother, um, fourth sister, I think. I forgot the name of the new one. Uh, fifth brother, fourth sister, uh, third sister, Grand Inquisitor, they're still alive. But they're yeah. all focused on hunting Kenobi. So okay. there aren't any Inquisitors going after Cal Kestis at the As moment. far as we know, As right far now. as we know. But I didn't see any in the trailer. There aren't any that are strong enough because all of, all the other ones are dead. Um, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What's up? Do you think that Test Tube Baby is Starkiller? No. No? No, I don't think that's Starkiller. You don't think so at all? You don't think there's a chance? Mm, no. Starkiller after he gets murdered and the clone gets caught or whatever? No, because those two games are not canon. They would have to make an entirely new story for uh, the Starkiller thing. I mean, I mean even, even George Lucas hated the Force Unleashed games because, in his words, Starkiller was too powerful. And it made, mm, it made mm. his vision of using the Force too mm. cartoony. I get the purpose of it was to make mm-hmm. us, the the fans, feel happy that we could do all this with the Force. But that kind of power mm-hmm. is reserved for, like, Vader and Vader alone. Oh, okay. Proof being, he pulled down the fucking ship that was flying off. Or even, even Ahsoka that. that was holding an even larger ship. She was holding it with the Force in the last four episodes of Clone Wars and whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think that's... 
that can't that's not star killer that's a new character um which i hope eventually they do star killer canon because sam witwer wants to fucking play him and i want him to be played but that's another story um so yeah the jedi survivor game looks fucking fantastic yes. i can't wait to play that i can't I, wait maybe it's i'll buy it on launch yep also has a release date. I believe that one's March 13th, right? Damn, I got to save my money. Yep. March 13th. Yeah, so we got that. Um, we're going to have another episode. Um, I'm going to say in the... I want to say our our first GameCast... Or our predictions episode for 2023 will be another GameCast episode. Sure. And you can catch that January. Sometime when John in January, actually the first two returns, weeks. returns. Yes, yes. I have a lot of thoughts. I've been thinking about stuff. So much stuff has happened. Like I have so many ideas to put in. Um, I can't wait to be back and actually be recording more frequently again. Um, yes. Streaming again. Doing all this stuff. I just just playing games again. I haven't been able to, to do anything. I've, I've been playing Pokemon for an hour at night. I'm so I, sorry. I play, that sucks. I sacrifice. It doesn't though, because Pokemon Violet is so fucking good. It's I Pokemon. don't understand why it's so good. Because it's Pokemon. It's, it's just so much fun. It's Pokemon though. Yeah, yeah, but it's good Pokemon. Like it, it is. Better. It is the change that Pokemon needed to make the step towards to make their games relevant again. And given that this one technically, like from a technical perspective, is not amazing. It's still a fucking good, addictive, fun game. Mm. And it feels like a good Pokemon game. It, it brought back that feeling. Like, I played Black and White. I played, um, what was it? Sun and Moon. I tried Sword and Shield. I've tried all the games between Plat- uh, Platinum and Diamond Pearl up to where we are now. And none of them have gotten me more excited and motivated to play a Pokemon game than this one right now. Mm. The open world aspect of it is fucking awesome it's it just it, you feel immersed in the world that it feels real it feels like pokemon exist everywhere well that's good it's, it's, it's always good. Like I, will, a good I will get more into that once once i finish the game and then once i beat ragnarok but i'll try to keep us on track because i i'm getting fucking sidetracked now there's just so much <laughs> to talk about i'm organizing my notes but uh ne- <clears throat> next thing i have to talk about let's go right into it um Final Fantasy, oh, oh, sixteen. Final yeah, Fantasy yeah, yeah. sixteen. I'm sad because it's not going to come to PC for probably four years, kind of like all the other ones do, because Sony likes to be exclusive by their consoles, even though you can't because they're always out of fucking stock. But still, um, unless you beat the kid in line and then he you make him cry like the meme goes. But still, I'm fucking excited because they're returning to yes. high fantasy again. I don't mind yes. that it's action in your face, kind of like how fifteen was yeah. minus the other party members it looks fucking beautiful oh it does ifrit looks fucking swole like he does in final fantasy did, 10 which is did great you, did you did you see the nasty fucking particle effects in that trailer? oh my god it was beautiful they look so fucking good sick as that fuck shit. Ugh. i loved it Sony um, just needs to fucking buy up Square Enix. It just has to happen. We all know it's coming. We all know it's coming. Let's, yeah. just, let's just put it out there. Let's, <laughs> let's put it out there so they can ha- make it happen. They totally fucking should. I'm I'm really excited because I, I you know, I, I Final Fantasy is great. I played lots of them. I haven't played them all, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this next one because a lot of the the past. The past Final Fantasy games have just been high-tech and futuristic. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 15, high-tech and futuristic. Final Fantasy 13, high-tech and futuristic. Yeah. Final Fantasy 12, 
that was it more, was somewhere midway. It, it was, was like about midway, and then ten was the last one that was like it wasn't high fantasy. It was fantasy with a little bit of steampunky because of the yeah. albed technology, but it wasn't over the top that it, it yeah. grossed the entire um, effect of the of the thing. And then nine, I guess, was the last one that was truly high fantasy with castles and shit yeah you know and 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 uh, uh medieval time uh middle middle ages times and what have you so this one ties back into into the entire purpose of its final fantasy it's a fantasy mm-hmm. so i'm yeah. really excited for how this is uh, how this game is gonna uh come out yep i am too i i just i know it's been talked about for a long time that these stories don't get dark enough so Oh, yeah. Having a nice, dark revenge story for a Final Fantasy game just seems really fun. And I'm yes. super, super, super hyped up. So just watching that new trailer got me even more hyped up. And now I'm just sitting here like, well, I'm glad I got a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me so much happier. Um, another one. Oh, okay. Another one. Go another ahead. big announcement. Boobies. The Cyberpunk DLC. Idris fucking Elba. Fucking Elba, dude. Man, they already kicked ass with Keanu and now they got fucking Idris Elba in there. Holy shit. Idris Elba is like the kind of dude that every dude grows up wishing to be. Oh, yeah. He's classy. He's fucking nuts. This guy is insane. He's a successful actor, a successful businessman. He's a fucking successful DJ, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've listened to some of his tunes. This is nuts. He's good. And he's good at everything he does. Like, Hell yeah. I can't wait to see what his performance in this game looks like because he's just phenomenal. Yep. Ever since I've seen him and I watched the, what is it? I watched that show Luther. I watched uh, that I Netflix watch that. little limited run he did for his DJ stuff called Charlie AO. Uh, What's up, Charlie, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And just good. It's just really good at acting, no matter what role you put him in. Drama, action. Uh, just I guess uh, for lack of a better word, slice of life. Like it, even it even works. a commercial with Booking. dot yeah. com. Fuck it, he's yeah. good. <laughs> I don't get it, but he looks like his character is going to make a big change to this whole series. And I haven't finished twenty seven seven yet, so don't at me. Don't at me right now. I've got Hurry too up. much to do. Um, <laughs> I, I will get uh, it done. I will play, and then I'll be ready for Phantom Liberty because it looks fucking good. It looks fucking great. Um. I am personally excited for Blue Protocol. Um, a lot oh, of people yeah. don't Blue know what sick. that is. It is an it is an MMO that has been in the works for many years. I've kept my eye on it in the mm-hmm. early alpha stages. I thought it was going to be whack, but they mm-hmm. actually surprised me with the gameplay trailer. It's going to be an action RPG MMO, MMO yeah. ARPG, which does those don't happen enough. Usually, it's just. You stand there, you target, you kill something. This one, you got to get up in the face of your your enemies and beat the shit out of them. Kind of like in Black Desert, mm-hmm. but hopefully less grindy. So I'm really what, excited for this. What? One thing I noticed about that trailer was it looked like there was squad-based plays. So it looked like what, what they made it seem to be was there was three people in a squad, basically. It looked like grouping up was players of three with... Larger raid style uh, fights, having multiple groups, which um, I'm okay with. That that's what Black Desert did. You'd have a team of four, uh, five people, and in mm-hmm. order for you to take down uh, your enemies, you had to have multiple teams of five people, and you had yeah. to coordinate it that way. So I, I'm yeah. I'm cool with that for this game. That should be fun. yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I I don't typically see action RPGs go with uh, squads of three. Yeah. Um, 
typically a squad of four is your standard, but three uh, triple squad is a unique thing. Yes. How'd you ooh? How'd you feel about Baldur's Gate three? <laughs> <laughs> I am beyond Not a- elated, and so is Jose and Ryan because we've been waiting for this fucking game for years. We're sick and tired of playing. Well, they're sick and tired of playing Divinity, Divinity. Original Sin 2 because we yeah. know everything about it. I just yeah. want to play it because it's fun. Yeah. But we've played it four times already, and we just want a new story. And Baldur's yeah. Gate 3, I'm I'm so happy it's actually coming out next year. I thought it was going to take four years at the development rate they were going. But nope, this, is, this game is going to give me everything that I possibly could want. And it's going to warrant, because of how D&D is structured with character customization, yeah. I'm, we're probably going to play it three or four times before we get sick and tired of it because we're okay. going to have lots of character varieties versus divinity. You can only do mm-hmm. so much yeah. in divinity's customization versus Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, but even with mods, there's this drawback. So a lot, we just want to play like for us, it's, we want to have the tailor made experience. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to, we don't want to mod it. Mods can happen. Oh yeah. Later. Our first playthrough is going to be normal as fuck. The second mm-hmm. playthrough Chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kill everything. Elude everything. But I'm very excited because I've been waiting for this sequel since I was a fucking teenager. Ever since I played the original Baldur's Gate 1, The Swords Coast, Throne of Ball, and mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 2. I didn't beat them because my computer was terrible, but I know the story thanks to YouTube. Mm. And I, at the same on the same beat, I was happy when... Um, they decided to remaster the games and release them as the enhanced editions of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, as well mm-hmm. as Icewind Dale on PC uh, about you know 10 years ago or whatever. But Baldur's Gate 3, very, very excited to play that shit. It's going to be a fantastic game. Larian is a great game studio. They don't fucking disappoint. Abso-fucking-lutely. Mm-hmm. Um, just to round out these announcements real quick, we'll just oh. do a quick lightning round of. I was going to say, uh, unless you have another one. No, I was going to say the announcements. How much more you got? I, well, I oh, have okay. like ten listed, but you can go. I was just going to run through them real quick. Um, we got release dates for Street Fighter Six. Another June release, June second. Uh, we got Tekken Eight gameplay reveal. No release date yet. No release window. But we got a new look at the characters, and man, that game looks fucking fantastic. Yes. Holy shit. That shit looks good. Yes. <laughs> I'm fucking agree. jealous. I'm just like, damn. Y'all <laughs> went that route. Y'all went in. Um, we also got, uh, what meet was your it? Maker. That Crash Team Rumble. Meet oh, your, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meet Your Maker. Yeah. 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 Meet Your Maker is this game for everybody that, that doesn't know. I'll link the video. But it's basically fucking, it's, a, it's, it's, it's in the style. I don't know what the game genre is. Maybe you know the what Evolve is in Dead by Daylight where you have one person it's versus an asymmet- the party. It's an asymmetrical for, it's an asymmetrical style game. They need so a different 1v, title for 1v4, that. 1v4. Yeah. I, I don't know. 1v4 it's, style it's a, game. It, yeah. And you have the one person building a fortress yep. where you have the the, the, the raiders. You, they're supposed to infiltrate your compound and steal the loot at the end. Yep. All while get, trying to survive and get through your numerous traps, obstacles, and yep. fights and boss fights. And you die, you start over from the very beginning. So you have multiple tries. And mm-hmm. the creator can stand there and alter everything at will as he tries, he or she tries to protect their loot in said yep. building. I've been waiting for that to come out. So hopefully yes. it's good. Ever since it was announced, uh, me and my friends, we were really big fans of Dead by Daylight, and this game is being made by the same studio that did Dead mm-hmm. by Daylight. Yep. So when we saw this, we lost it because everyone had gotten tired of Dead by Daylight to an extent. I so haven't because I haven't played new- it enough. I need to play it with people. <laughs> Fuck. It, 
it's i think it's still i think it's past its golden age but i think it's still a good thing to hear sit around and play every once in a while i'm just super excited for this game this game seems yeah. so much fun it is the perfect mix of action adventure and or a first person action game and a tower defense game yeah yeah it is so unique in the sense that i've never thought a game like this would exist in the mainstream like it is about to yeah like it should be cool i i just need more i want more i yes. need more but uh continue the lightning round yeah lightning round um oh we got crime boss rock hey city fucking chuck norris to, baby is play in a that? game with chuck norris <laughs> it's <laughs> a it's awesome. a high style high style game in a fictional version of florida and it looks like it's going to be some sort of stealth action uh first person shooter so We'll see how it goes. Uh, you got Michael Rooker, Michael Madsen, oh, Vanilla, yeah. Vanilla Ice, Danny Glover, Danny Trejo. It's an all-star cast. Yeah, super all-star cast. It's interesting. I really hope it turns out really good. Uh, I need no. I need more. Me too. Um, it's coming from 505 Games, uh, the people who did, uh, what was it? What was that game? Uh, Control, things like that. Oh, okay. It's from that publisher. Um <laughs> We also had more The Lords of the Fallen gameplay. Uh, yes, Last of that Us Part is... 1 got a release date Yep. yep. for PC. Returnal got an announcement for PC. Eh. Uh, the Game Awards stage got crashed during Elden Ring's Game of, <laughs> Game of the Year speech yeah, by some kid. what the fuck? <laughs> some French kid just walked up on stage with the group. I'll video here. And he just, he just stand in the background. Security didn't do anything. And then he goes to talk about fucking nominating Bill Clinton as his goddamn uh, uh, orthodox um, rabbi for some reason, and then he gets arrested later. Good for him getting arrested. Get the fuck off the stage, you weirdo. The Bro, hell was you that, that shit? You saw that those Twitter posts I oh sent you my from, God, the thing, yes. from Jeff Keighley's thing? Oh, my God, I was laughing. The face that Jeff had when he was like staring to the side when the camera came back was to him like, was just priceless. Man. Yeah, I, I would have been pissed, too. Stupid. <laughs> um, finish out this lightning round so we can get on to the actual reward ceremonies. Yeah, um, I Dune Awakening. Do yeah, Dune I'm Awakening. excited we for got that. Some, yeah. It's fucking, you know, that's Funcom, right? Yeah, that they did uh, yes. Conan. So it's going to be yeah. great to see a game in that universe mm-hmm. that, as a survival game. I know I know. Oh, yeah. one of my friends is really excited for that, so I, I can't wait to play that shit. Um, Me too. Forspoken, not interested. <laughs> um, Forspoken's got a demo out, and I have it downloaded, and I cannot wait to play it. I honestly you, you, am you super excited. You Forspoken is still right now one of my hot take hot take here people. Oh boy. Forspoken is one of my video games that I think has a chance to go for game of the year next year. I don't, and but, yeah. I'm I'm super excited to try it out right now. I will be you know what? I might have some time to stream it sometime this weekend. Bum, if bum, I don't bum. I I won't. But uh I'll get around to getting that in and we'll talk about it more when I come back in January. Uh, uh Amazon no, Delivery the, Simulator too. Oh yeah, Death Stranding too. Uh, <laughs> Kojima had the whole. The best part about that whole thing was that Kojima-san had the whole thing written out, had it all ready, and then all of a sudden decided, "Hey, I don't want to predict the future again, so I'm going <laughs> to rewrite the whole yeah. fucking story." I guarantee you, something's going to happen, and it's going to. He's going to predict the future again, and it's going to be the best thing in the world. Uh, I don't know what you mean by predictive future. I just find that funny. But like, what... he wrote he, when he wrote Death Stranding. He wrote it before the pandemic happened. When he released it, so the story, the pandemic story, happened. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. So the whole thing, with... yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's he like was the like, Simpsons. I'm afraid. Yeah, 
He, he wow. simps into the hell out of the world right now. That's funny as fuck. Another one that I want to <laughs> that I want to point out that actually really caught my eye was Focus Entertainment's Banishers: Ghost of New Eden. Yep, that looks good. Very, that looks very, very Witcher good. style looking game. Yes, uh, in the sense of a you know hunter of of sorts. Mm. It it looks fucking cool. That trailer was beautiful. Nuts. Um, Immortals of Avium. It looks exactly like fucking uh, Avowed. <laughs> Immortal is that but the sequel cool. to the Ubisoft Immortals game? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, it's no, a different, different one. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I've uh, heard one either. Vampire Survivors is now available on mobile, and it'll be coming to console later next uh, later next year. Oh, good for them. Um, and the Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC. I have no idea what it's going to be like. It's got a new storyline, new bosses, fourteen weapons, new biomes, over fifty original and reimagined Castlevania music tracks. I'm super um, excited. I love Castlevania. I love Dead Cells. This is like a dream good. come true for me. Um, and then Wild Hearts. Sorry, last one, Wild Hearts. Okay. Knock off ass fucking Monster Hunter from EA. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, for me, uh, Nightingale, Realm Walker's Journey. Um, oh, yeah. That looks like a uh, trailer here. That is going to be an interesting game. It's a survival game where you build up in, uh, you know, a basin or a living space and you have to fight giant monsters with mm-hmm. a twist because somehow they're dressed like Victorian era, pe- era people, which is weird because you don't usually have that in the wilderness and what have mm-hmm. you. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And I'm probably going to buy that game and play that one. Um, Horizon Burning Shores. That looks interesting. Oh, yeah. Burning Shores. I saw the, the Burning DLC. Shores DLC. And I said, damn it, dude. Now I've got to go buy it. I got to fucking, fucking buy it. Yeah. I was like, now I got to buy it. And I thought it was on sale right now for Game Awards. But it's not. So I'm just going to wait. I don't yeah, want to pay $70 wait. right now. Not for Horizon. Not that, not to say Horizon's a bad game or a bad series. It's just I... I haven't played the first one I, yet. I, I spent too much money lately, and I don't. I, I I have to wait a few weeks before I can spend another seventy dollars on a video game. Oh yeah, that's right. They're, they're going to be seventy now. Ugh. Yeah. God damn it! Breaking breaking there, news. There from hasn't this week. been there hasn't been a price hike since we were in high school when they, games went from fifty to sixty dollars. Everyone was pissed back then. That yeah. was around uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 era. Like, holy yep. shit. And then PS4 came around. They hopped the price up again, another $5 to 65 And then, again, when they came to the new generation, uh, I would... I'm going to wait I, for a sale. <laughs> I, I don't know when we'll ever hit that plateau, but I, I doubt it's anytime soon. Nah, it's never. Because every, everything is just going to keep increasing. Um, yeah. Another game that looks interesting to me is called Wayfinder. Um, did, you, did you look at that? Wayfinder, Wayfinder, Wayfinder. Wayfinder, the free-to-play game where you uh, play character. The TLDR is become a Wayfinder and unlock powers as you choose your path and play style. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, that looks kind of interesting. It It looks for multiplayer. Yeah, I wonder how it'll be. Uh, There is a closed beta on on PlayStation and PC. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you want to go to their website, playwayfinder.com. Yeah, go ahead and check it out. Sign up for that closed beta and see if you can get in. Looks good. Because I, I think I, I think I'll sign up for it. Probably I'll probably do um, it later today. Warhammer Forty Thousand Space Marine Two. Space Marine Two looked nice. Fucking for the God Emperor. It looks fucking good. It looks fuck. I, I need to play the first one. But this this looks mm. like a fun fucking game as an epic space marine just killing thousands and thousands of tyranids all over the goddamn map and shit. So I'm excited I've for never, that game too. I've never played any Warhammer games, but I've heard good things about some, most of them. It has some, some of, of the I've best bad, lore ever created uh, yeah, Brooks, in anything. Brooks goes into high detail on the, oh, on the lore know. of Warhammer. He he loves yep. the Warhammer lores. He, it's great. He, he explained it to me once. 
And I was just like, this is fucking insane. I wish I got into it, but uh, I would... I couldn't paint the figures, so I, mm. I didn't bother. And I didn't know anyone who could paint the figures, and I didn't want to pay for that either. <laughs> one, of my, one of my good friends, my friend Louie, he actually, he actually does Warhammer still and stuff like that. So he's, like, super into it. He's super into the releases and all that stuff. Like, he talks about it all the time. He was uh, talking about – he got to play the um, – what was that other one? The co-op shooter that just came out, Dark Tide? Yeah, Dark Tide. Yeah. He got to play the beta – or the beta? Yeah. It's out already. But, beta, right? Is it out, out? Yeah. Is it out, out? Yeah. I don't know. I... Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. It's $40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, out yeah, already. It's out. Yeah. We're terrible yeah. at this. He was playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been busy, man. I haven't been able to keep up with as much as I wish I could. Chaos Space Marines for life. Chaos. Anyway, continue. Um, that's what else? All. What a, I mean, I just have like the, well, just announcing like the awards. yeah. That's what um, I was going. That's what I was going to move to. I got, I'm just going to announce the, annou- no, the the important awards. You can go. Oh well, I was just going to go through some of them. To aside from the important ones, I was I was going to skip the esports ones because I I don't. I no, don't know much, I, I, just, I don't know much about the categories, so I can't really give any input or any insight to that. That's what I did. Uh, like I started with the first one, best adaptation which is the new category we talked about in a yes. previous podcast yes. arcane is the winner i fucking wish i knew it that wasn't. was gonna happen <laughs> i wish it wasn't i felt like edge runners deserved that win edge runners was so good but edge runners is an anime and that automatically puts it into its own subgenre that so many people aren't going to follow if you yeah. haven't watched edge runners if you haven't watched cyberpunk edge runners go watch it I you're watched, missing I, out watch you eventually. guys you guys are missing out on such an amazing you watch Runners, show. Then play Cyberpunk because they have content oh, dude, now yeah. in Cyberpunk from the anime. Yes. Love seeing that. Um honestly though, good to see that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got onto that list. I'm super yeah, surprised. That was that a great movie. Un- I'm super surprised Uncharted made the list over something else. That was else. a terrible movie. <laughs> But it wasn't terrible. It we was baseline. Shush. It was baseline. It was a flat seven. It was acceptable. Nolan North was it the best part great. of that movie. That's it. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just an action movie. Exactly how you expect from it. So is it, you know, maybe they'll make it better moving forward with the next one. Who knows what happened? But congratulations, oh, Arcane. That side, was a good show. I was, sidebar. I got like, uh-huh. Sidebar. Fucking The Last of Us presentation yeah. in... The award show was fantastic because oh, they yeah. had, for the people that don't know, they had the original voice actors on stage with the the actors for the HBO show. That Troy was Baker fucking and Ashley awesome. Judd. Yes. Troy Baker and Ashley Judd, the original Joel and Ellie, and the HBO Pedro show. Pe- yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal and, and um, Bella Ramsey. Yep. That was fucking cool, and I didn't see that coming. I love, in my opinion, I, I love how actors and voice actors mm-hmm. are more coming together more in terms of video games and stuff and just appreciating yeah. this world because before actors would just you know they'd glaze over a video game i don't yeah. want to do a fucking video or even a tv show i mean they wouldn't want to do a tv show but now they fuck it everyone's yeah. gonna love it so yeah just to, just to talk on that too is just like look at christopher judge's speech for, yeah. for his for his award that shit was like seven fucking eight it minutes was. long but he explained <laughs> a lot about how like if they had approached him for this game 10 years ago or something like that, you know, he would have not even like double glanced at it. Exactly. Just because they, would, they didn't think it was serious it. work. No. Yeah. But now the industry's bigger than the, ever. And it's the like, the medium has changed. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's all that 
it's going to keep happening. It, the yeah. medium is going to constantly change. Like eventually one day I do assume that we'll move into a VR space and we won't oh, play games so. classically anymore. And yeah. it maybe it won't be maybe in the next 10, 15, 20 years. But by the time we're almost dead, I, I guarantee you VR will be so advanced that it will be will be precursors to an age that looks at us like we're an Atari 2800, <laughs> you know? I'd be excited for that, too. Um, the VR space. But anyway, the next one I noticed was Best Art Direction, Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one, pretty good. Um, that one that one deserved it. Um, yes. Best Art Direction for that, uh, it's contenders in that, in that series. Excuse me. Were, uh, hold on, I'm scrolling up because you're going in some weird-ass order. I, I'm just going in what I saw and what I pulled out because there's some that I didn't give a shit about. I need to pee, so, but yeah, fuck. Can I go pee? Uh, Hold it! No, we gotta take a break. I can just cut this in the in the in the in the in, in post. Yeah, go take a break. <laughs> we always it's the coffee. Shit. I'd like to take this moment to thank you all for tuning in. I know it's been a couple tough months. We haven't been putting out content, but just want to give you guys a big thank you for tuning in every time we do put in on an episode. I know it's uh been a little less than constant but we're gonna make sure to get back to that once uh we get back from break in january so uh hope you guys enjoyed the game awards it was a freaking awesome time there's a lot to talk about on it there's a lot to talk about with next year so many things coming out but if you didn't know and you're halfway through this episode and you somehow missed the first 10 minutes of it this is the for the geeks Gamecast. this is episode three our tga 2022 recap Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us on all sorts of things everywhere. On Instagram, on Twitter, at ForTheGeeks. You're uh, talking to nobody, aren't you? And okay. now that we're back, we'll skip that little ad break and get back into this. <laughs> so, best art direction. Elden <clears throat> Ring, yep. Elden Ring. It went up against some pretty interesting competition. Two, you know, <laughs> God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West, guaranteed to be on this list. Scorn. Super shocking nomination. Yes. I am I was very excited to see it on there. Uh, I think it definitely deserved the best it art has direction nomination. Fantastic art direction. It was great. Yeah. Very squelchy. Very very, very um H.R. Geiger and Bexkinsky, which are two of my favorite artists. Very, mm. very how do I explain how their artwork is? They 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 put a lot of emphasis on bones. Mm. As in like your skin def- your skin deforms to, uh, you know, it just gets sucked in to yeah. in, uh, pronounce the bones. And they do, mm-hmm. he, he does, uh, Biskinsi does that with the art a lot. And H.R. Geiger is more what, I mean, the xenomorph was created because of him and whatnot so mm-hmm. for, um, for, for Alien. So yeah. I'll get in, yeah, uh, that's a whole other conversation. But I'm very happy that it got, um, it got nominated because it was a beautiful Same. looking game. It was Absolutely. creepy and good. Yeah. Um, best Oops. narrative award went oh, to. Oh, let me scroll around to find it. Let's not just breeze through them. Well, hurry the fuck Hold up. Hold on. Best narrative. Wait, hold on. I don't even know where it is on this list. Puta madre. I don't know where you get these lists. I don't know I where was you wa- I made the them. list by watching the fucking stream live. You said oh, best narrative? Best narrative. Yes. Okay. So. Is. Are you? Do you found it? Yeah, yeah, I found it. God of War Ragnarok for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. 
and yeah, God of War Ragnarok went up against games like Elden Ring, A Plague Tale Requiem, which apparently everyone loves, and I just haven't gotten around to playing yet. I'm not gonna uh, play. Horizon Forbidden West and Immortality. I am shocked. I know that God of War should have been uh, uh, in the whole winner for this one, but yeah. I shit you not, I thought Immortality was going to steal away with this one. Immortality is a fmv style video game it's a found footage game where you go through Mm. and play through a story and try and find out what happened to this girl throughout her career as an actress that's interesting Um, everything about the game that has been spoken of (laughs) is phenomenal absolutely stunning you can play this game actually on netflix through your mobile app what the Uh, hell if you have netflix on your phone and you want to play something that is highly touted highly lauded very very well done i suggest you go check out immortality it is also on the xbox uh game pass pc game pass please check it out because this game is getting terribly undersold by the by the industry and it absolutely needs to be given a more bigger spotlight but Mm. congratulations to that team for making it onto best narrative they definitely deserve that win. God of War still a little win. <clears throat> God of War Ragnarok, amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Come to PC already. But yeah, next one <clears throat> is best... Slow down. Slow down there, bro. I'm <laughs> announcing the title first before the actual game, bitch. The award is best simulation or sim game slash strategy game. Oh, hold on. Interesting that you went with that one. Ugh. Because it stood out to me there as a is. what the fuck award. No, okay. I remember this one. So, so the winner is... Mario and the Rabbids. What Mario the and Rabbids Sparks of Hope is yeah. Why actually is a really, How really good game. How the fuck is that a strategy simulation game? Have you played it's, it? Nope. It's it, basically it's basically XCOM, but Mario and Rabbids. Okay, now that explains everything. It is, uh, it is an XCOM-style game in which you put together a team of Marios and Rabbids. Uh-huh. Throughout the map, there are these things, there, there are these little sparks that you can get that allow you to do special moves. You can pick up your characters and toss them. There's all sorts of neat little things about this game that make it so unique as a strategy game that I'm, I'm just shocked it beat out a true strategy game like Total War Warhammer 3. Mm-hmm. That, that shocked the shit out of me yeah a lot of people like that game too if you had put if you had given me this list before and told me to force me to pick a winner on this i would have not thought mario and rabbits would have made it i would have thought it would i wouldn't have thought either yep i agree not even doom spice wars spice wars is supposedly a really good sim strategy but but not a lot of people um knew about it or you know it it did have a kind of like quiet drop but a lot of people did play it it was mostly i believe on steam mostly positive reviews Mm -hmm. currently but yeah, congratulations to the team for Mario and Rabbids. They yes. they did it. They did the damn thing. Like it it came out well. It came out good enough that people were into it. Like shit, I'm proud yes. of them. Can't be mad um, at that. It's a Switch game. A fucking Switch game, dude. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Nuts that a Switch game. You never. I would have never thought a Nintendo game would have won that. I'm just shocked by that one. Um. Next award is. Best community support that oh, I found dude. Best interesting. Best community support. Hands down, I, I, I agree hands, with this. I would have hands down picked that. Off Final the bat, I was Fantasy that. 14. Now, both of us, we both have played this game. Yep. It is the most new player friendly and just overall, in general, the least toxic environment I've ever come across in the history of video games. Every single person you run into in the game is nice 
Yeah. For the most, for the most, actually, yeah, everyone's nice. I've They're never really been kind. an asshole Every- in the game. Yeah. And there's an entire system called the mentor system built yeah. around helping new players, aka sprouts, or just players in general. Yeah. Those people work their ass off to make their character at a certain level to get the mentor tag, and they mm-hmm. enjoy helping other people. You don't see that in any other video game community ever. You have, Absolutely. like, Call of Duty. All the kids hate each other. All the adults hate each other. League of Legends, everybody hates each other. Dude, League of Fuck Legends has the most toxic fucking oh my community, God, and I can't yeah, ever stop yeah. talking about how bad those people are as human beings. They're it is so, a great game. I was one of them. <laughs> your community is it. Shit, fucking pirate. It was that. Yeah, I fucking hated that shit. But Final Fantasy fourteen, they have a very intricate, helpful Discord that you can yeah. go through and seek help anywhere on anything. You can find groups to help you do shit like No mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Even if even if some content is dead in the game, there are people on Discord that will fucking help you out with that shit. Like my friend, like Jose and Ryan told me, there's this content called DR and Baja. I don't know the mm-hmm. name of D- DR. It's dead in the game. I sat there for like an hour one day trying to get in. There were six people, but there's a Discord for that, which you can find in the Final Fantasy 14 Discord. So mm-hmm. congratulations to Final Fantasy 14 on getting the best community support yes. award. Great yes, definitely, job. Definitely, definitely deserved. That's, um, that's one of the, the that's only one of the, what. Only other one on that list that I think could have possibly won that would have been No Man's Sky. Just oh yeah, the amazing, amazing support that that studio has put into that game, just yes. to get it to where it's at, to make it such such a such a one eighty of a from what a just, terrible launch it was to what kind of loved game beloved game it is now. Uh, yeah, I think that No Man's Sky definitely had the fight in it to just to like win with that award. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront two. The same thing happened. Both those mm. games released released like shit they did a 180 and everyone fucking praised the company for it because they learned their fucking uh lesson on their mistakes mm-hmm. so but yeah great to final fantasy 14 um yes. the next one we already actually talked about this earlier you can mm-hmm. mention the competitors best multiplayer game yes oh i love Splatoon this this is this what i love Splatoon 3 caught me off guard i even messaged simon my nintendo expert i'm like why the fuck did this win the fucking best multiplayer game? He's like, Everyone I have wants no to tell idea. You, I have no fucking idea. He has no fucking idea either. It, he said it's, I mean, well, I don't think he's played it, but most people that played it, they enjoy mm. playing it. I've only seen footage yeah. of it. It looks like a fun game to just pick up and dick around in. I mean, yeah, maybe, it's know. a Splatoon game. It, it's it's a kitty, fun, yeah, uh, quirky little like semi-shooter. You know, mm. you go, you paint the town red. And then you, whoever paints it better wins. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. I definitely thought it was between Multiversus and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just because. Oh, yeah. I big multiplayer games, big name games, very, very mainstream, very. Triple A. Very yeah. accessible to people, especially by name. Uh, shocked. This yeah, because if this you This was probably around... the most. I, I want to say this was the most, like. Surprising upset of a win in the in the whole series. Yeah, because if you go around, like I ask people, people ask me, "Do you play video games?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, do you play Call of Duty? That's mm-hmm. that's all they say. Everyone yeah. starts off with, "You play Call of Duty," and I say, "No." Uh, nobody goes, "Do you play Splatoon?" So it's like, "What yeah, the fuck?" That's that's Splatoon. how you. This is proof. You know, it wasn't rigged because no one's fucking heard of this game or they don't care about it, and yet it Half- won the fucking <laughs> award. So they couldn't have paid for the award. 
like that would say Call half the thing. general population half the general public the like consumer side of video games didn't even know splatoon 3 existed probably nope the critics knew everyone yeah. knew we all knew it existed the hard, the, the, yeah. those of us that can't pay attention to this we, we yeah. knew but we did not think it was gonna win no that's total I, out of fucking I, left field I invite the one person out there in the industry that thought Splatoon 3 was going to win this, and I invite them onto the show. I, I want you to come. <laughs> I want you to come and explain to me how you thought that was going to win. How did you it's, know? It's, sure, the Overwatch 2 community is very mad about what Overwatch 2 is, but it's still a good multiplayer game, and it's still a lot bigger than Splatoon 3. Like, come on. Yeah. Overwatch 2. That, that was actually my... Honestly, of all the categories, uh, that one was the one I liked the most. I enjoyed the winner of that one the most just because it was such a fucking upset. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the next one, most anticipated game. Oh, this one was a shoe-in This one win. I knew was going to fucking happen. Absolute shoe-in win. It happens every time. Oh, Breath yeah. of the Wild came out. What was the most anticipated... Breath of the Wild announced. What was the most anticipated game? Breath of the Wild. Yeah, next, but now this one, ne- Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. Very ne- Now, let's remember, very next year, after it was most anticipated, what did it do? It went to the Game Awards. It won oh, Game of yeah. the Year. It's insane. It is that They predict the future phenomenal. for sure. Absolutely <laughs> shocking. But Starfield being on there, very good to have in a, a nomination for most anticipated game. I, I do highly anticipate that game. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake, I know what to expect to eh, an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Um, it is the best Resident Evil game to most people. So being able to play a remade version of it like we have with uh, RE2, RE3 remakes makes it exciting, makes it mm. fun, you know. But Tears of the Kingdom has to be that winner. It, it just had to be. There was no way anyone else was going to be beat that. We've been waiting for this game for way too fucking long. There's no way. The next um, one, um, this this game... <clears throat> Is called, the ti- or, sorry, the award title is Best Action Game. This mm-hmm. one also caught me off guard. And really? we, didn't, we didn't mention this. This game will also have a origin game that looks nothing yes. like this game. And so yes. the Best Action Game award goes to Bayonetta 3 mm-hmm. with the new game coming out that is not in the award thing, but uh, is Bayonetta Origins, Sariza, mm-hmm. Cer- I don't know how to say her name, Yes, Sariza and the Lost Demon, a completely mm-hmm. new take on the series explaining the character from a very young age. So you mm-hmm. can look forward to that on Nintendo, but congratulations for Bayonetta 3 yep. for winning Best Action Game of the Year. Congratulations. Uh, definitely didn't think that one was going to win either. Yeah. Uh, again, again uh, what, a, like, what, what an fuck? upset. Jeez, I I would have I would have honestly I would have given flowers for Sifu at this point. That's what it would have been. Yeah, because there was a lot of hype around Sifu. I knew people that played it and they really liked it. It looked good. I just I never got around to playing it. Yeah, or buying it. I mean, um, yeah, Bayonetta three, good for that. Um, I didn't really have any big bets in there. I would have loved to see Neon White get an award for anything because it was a good game. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Same thing with Sifu. Um, yeah, yeah. Seafood deserved. Seafood definitely deserved a Something. lot yeah. this year. Um, it didn't get it. It is what it is. But um, I, they, they got they got snubbed. That was my big snub. Seafood was my big snub this year. They got snubbed out of a lot of fucking awards that, that they, they could did. Have earned. That they did. I, I agree with you on that account. <clears throat> um, the next award title is best score and music. Mm-hmm. This one. I didn't expect, but I also 
actually no, I kind of really? expect it because I know what? who the composer is. Okay. Bear McCreary yeah. accepted the award for mm-hmm. God of War Ragnarok. For those of you who don't know, Bear McCreary, he started out and he became really famous for the Battlestar Galactica 2004 reimagined series soundtrack and he moved on to a show called um he did Black Sails. He did the music for Black Sails. He even did the soundtrack for the shitty TV show on Amazon, Rings of Power. And now he did it for this. This guy is fucking talented. He also did yes. the music for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is mm-hmm. fantastic. So this guy deserves the shit out of that award. He's a, an amazing composer, one of my favorite oh, yeah. ones in existence. So congratulations, Bear. And that's a cool name, Bear, for crying <laughs> out loud. He he did very good, very very good. Um, yes, he won a BAFTA Games Award for God of War 2018 as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he, he won a primetime. M- he was a primetime Emmy nominee, and he won a primetime Emmy for Creative Arts. Yep, you see, he's really good. Yeah, he's he's good. He he is a well respected, a well uh, well uh, what is it? Well storied veteran, well renowned veteran um, yes. in music creation. Good for him. Congratulations. Yes. I loved that he was out there on stage yeah. for the uh, snow, uh, Blood on the Snow uh, oh, when Hosier yeah. played, and he was just headbanging the shit out of his fucking hurdy-gurdy, dude. That, Up there oh, on man. a hurdy-gurdy. <clears throat> that fucking The last fucking played. instrument. Last instrument I expected him to walk out on stage with. What the fuck, dude? When that when that that <clears throat> performance came on, on on the stream, I was like, okay, this is the reason I need to fucking play this game. The music alone mm. is fantastic. Oh, yes. I texted Sean, who fucking loves the shit out of the God of War series, and he's like, mm-hmm. mm, you gotta play it, Seeger. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> have you got Have you played the original or the the 2018 one? No, no, I, I I need to wait for it to go on sale, and, you know, I'm poor. So I'm wow. waiting for that one. I only kind of yep. played the original on PS2 for a little bit, and I played the PSP one. The, um, play, the original, the trilogy, you do, it, it sets a lot up for the story, but if you jumped right into 2018, I don't think you would miss out on so much that you would miss out on in- information you needed. That's fine. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, at least. Oh, thank God. Um, but the next game... Of course. Best role-playing game of 2022, mm-hmm. Elden Ring. Yes, of course. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. 100% hands down. 100% hands down. Nothing else deserved that win. No, not as much as Elden Ring did in terms of role-playing game. The last time we've had uh, a Western RPG up on the best oh, role-playing yeah. game category has been a long time. And a long there. time coming up against some absolute bangers. Like some absolute hand in hand which veterans were? in the rpg world you've got live alive which is a remake from the original live alive Never uh, on the super nintendo uh, an old squaresoft game okay now square enix you had triangle strategy another one that was absolutely stunning art wise gameplay wise <clears throat> a very tac- uh, final fantasy tactics inspired game pokemon legends rcs okay maybe not so much a jrpg but still I guess it was pretty good. It was a good game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, just not oh, I've heard. Yeah. as it's amazing just, I, as I, yeah. it could have been. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 3, a game nominated for Game of the Year, which shocking, shocking put for best did you RPG. Play that? It got put in there and it didn't win. That's that has to hurt. But did I mean, you, did you play that one? Uh, I haven't. I actually have it, but I haven't started. Have it. you played the other two? Uh, no, but they are not chronolo- chronological. It's very much uh, Final Fantasy style. Oh, okay, I only heard the so. first one's great, the second one's shit. 
So mm-hmm. that's all I've heard. But continue. I've heard that the, the third one is actually really good. I just okay. again, I need a switch. too many games, not enough time. Exactly, fucking work, adulting. Yeah, but um, but yeah, congratulations yeah, to congratulations Elden Ring. I mean, from software, West. just fucking phenomenal. They did a bang up job. That you game don't know how to disappoint people. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next game award best action adventure game, of course. God of War Ragnarok. It's Absolutely. fucking kick-ass. It's, Absolutely. It, it, I don't have to play it to know it's fucking kick-ass. God of War alone, it just warrants... Okay, this game's fucking badass. Just by hearing the fucking name. So, yes, congratulations for yes. them as well, winning that award. Yes. Um, uh, the the defining nature of that is for the best action-adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Super So that, yes. that gives you... More insight into why things like Stray was on that list. Uh, oh, Tunic. yeah, yeah. Um, really good games, both. Stray yeah. and Tunic, don't get me wrong. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, heard nothing but good things about it still. Still haven't played it, but have heard nothing but good things. Um, yeah, good on them. The Of the of the parts I've played in God of War Ragnarok so far, I, I've enjoyed <clears> them. The puzzles that I've had to complete are not so... In, not so... Um, Difficult. What's the word? Not yeah, not so difficult that I need to focus on it completely, but it's not so easy that I can just walk right through it and not have to think about it. Yeah. Um the the puzzles seem fun. The way that they're presented to you are engaging to a gamer. It's not just click push, click push, pull. It is very much like, oh, I gotta make sure I have this here, this and that, blah blah blah. I don't wanna I don't wanna throw out any spoilers or anything because I still haven't still haven't beaten it, so I don't want anyone to fuck it up for me. But yeah. <clears throat> good on them god of war ragnarok just sweeping this year oh yeah that's that's just 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 goes to show one I'm, I'm gonna call out that i don't think you called out but i i need to call out because please it is don't let it be one of those weird absolutely ones absolutely like, awesome okay the this award category was something i called as soon as the game dropped and i'm so happy it won best mobile game marvel snap absolutely oh. fucking phenomenal game one of the best know. card games I have played in ages. I haven't do. been this addicted to something since I played Hearthstone. And it, it given it is a team did of... You, did you not oh, play Magic the Gathering the Arena? Old Hearthstone devs? Um, I did, but I just... Magic isn't the same if it's not physical to me. Wow. Okay. I played... I, I got back into Yu-Gi-Oh! I got back into Magic. I played them both. But when it's mobile, when it's a, a console game, it just doesn't feel the same. Nah, These kinds continue. of games, because they aren't traditional card games in that sense, make it more interesting for me. Okay. So having Marvel Snap win, not, with, not only with being somewhat brand new compared to the rest of them, but you know, taking down the titan that is Genshin Impact was, yeah. was a standout thing. Same thing, I would <clears throat> say, for best esports game. The best esports game winner this year went to Valorant, which congratulations, Valorant! I saw that coming. It's a fun game, fucking job. But I I did not see the win for them coming. I, I honest to God, saw League of Legends taking that shit again Mm. because League of Legends is League of Legends is League of Legends. When you think of esports, you think League of Legends. Most of the time, people think League of Legends. Now people will think Valorant. Yeah. I'm all for it. Valorant's a great game. It's a good combination of tactical shooter and hero-based shooter. And yeah. it, it's super fun. Super difficult. Super, super fun. Um, I don't care about the rest of the esports categories because I don't know anything about them. Yeah. But uh, I will I will put uh, in the, not, the, the, what do you call it? 
I will put in the. Well, I, I forget. Say, I forget uh, what the phrase is. One more award. Which one? Oh, best ongoing game. This one, obviously, I saw coming as soon as the fucking name of the award came oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen again. Best fucking community ever, and basically one of the best fucking ongoing games ever created. It's a great oh, yeah. fucking MMORPG. If you guys haven't played it and you want to play it, you can play it up to level sixty for free. Um, before you know, you have to subscribe. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic game. The only unfortunate thing is the first fifty levels have terrible story uh, because I didn't give a shit about it. But I mean. If you can muster through it like John here can, then I mean, so be some it. Some people like it. Some people like it, you know. Some That's all I'm like three. Um but overall the game is a fantastic game. If you're looking for a game with millions of people playing it <clears throat> and with excellent story, no you don't have to worry about gear catch up gaps like heavy PvP and you're just into killing monsters and not so much uh, uh, mm-hmm. other players and shit and you want a fantastic emotional roller coaster Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 14 is the game for you guys and is the only MMO I know of that has a unique crafting system mm-hmm. that allows you to focus on normal and high quality items there is no other MMO I know in existence that has you focus on a high quality version of an item that just doesn't mm-hmm. exist and play a mini game at that while crafting usually you yeah. just hit a button auto craft final fantasy yeah. 14 you have to plan out how you're going to craft said item so it can have the highest quality imaginable for mm-hmm. either a mission completion or for putting it up on the market board anyway yes. congratulations to square for final fantasy 14 again yes absolutely yeah um and now you can do the rest what was i gonna say uh let's see so uh, we will go to best sports racing game. Um, kind of a kind of a I don't know dead category. You would say it was you know it wasn't it yeah. wasn't big enough to be on an on stage category award. But Gran Turismo Seven winning that's a huge thing for racing games and racing sims in general. Oh yeah, um, especially for a hardcore racing sim like Gran Turismo. <laughs> Uh, going up against games that are so well known, so renowned, like uh, NBA 2K, FIFA. Um, I'm glad a racing game won. I, yeah. I, I love racing games. I've always loved racing sims. Me Seeing too. Gran Turismo get that win makes me happy. Seeing Ollie, Ollie World on that fucking list makes me happy because you know what that means? That means people are looking at indies. And, yes. Which leads me to my next category best debut indie. This one was awarded to Stray, so congratulations, as well as the best indie game. Um, yep. Personally, I think best debut indie game was a was a giveaway. I, I'm real mad about that one. I think Vampire Survivors deserved that one. I love Vampire Survivors for what what kind of tiny, small game it is and how addicting it can be. It deserved a debut indie win right there. Mm-hmm. Best indie game, Stray, I get it. Of all the double A's we've had this year... Stray was the definite winner. Um, I think its only competition in that regard would have been Sifu or Cult of the Lamb. But, I mean, Stray was just so so good. It it was a fun game. It's the best cat simulator you could ever play, realistically. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. Yep. Um, And uh, good for them. Because, you know, I don't think Stray deserved to be on the Game of the the Year talk just Uh for what it was. Um but it is what it is, you know. Uh, yeah. 
until until our outlet becomes critical enough that we can get invitations to be on the voting process for this it's not gonna fucking matter Mm -hmm. but um the next award that was given out was best or not next but the first award of the night which personal favorite was best performance now this one was a very very tough pick i think the only odd person out on this list was sunny suljic uh for his portrayal of atreus in god of war ragnarok but everyone else Ashley Birch for Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem. Christopher Judge for Kratos in yeah. God Wait, of War Ragnarok. Already, and we, Manon Gage. We announced that at the beginning. No, no, no we talked about his speech. We oh, didn't talk okay. about him winning. Yeah. This award started off our whole night with Game Awards. And yeah. the biggest thing about this award was the fact that Jeff Keighley got such a major, a major, um, a highly, highly renowned actor such as Al Pacino to come yeah. out on stage and give this award. Yeah. Um, Christopher Judge won, obviously, for God of War Ragnarok and for a very good reason. That game is just narratively the definition of what a character development should look like in video games. Yep. Um, Christopher Judge is an amazing actor. Um, he is... If you don't know who Christopher Judge is, uh, I cannot remember the name of his character. He was the dude from uh, Stargate SG-1. Or Stargate, the movie. Um, What was his character name? I'll look it up right here. You keep talking. Yeah. So Christopher Judge has been an actor for a long, long time. Uh, He was approached by Corey Barlog back in 2016, something like that, uh, to take the role of Kratos for the 2018 version of God of War. Um, he, in his lengthy speech, he went in to explain how Corey came up to him and uh, brought him on and how him and the team became so close, so such good friends, such good family, basically. Um, and moving on to God of War Ragnarok with Corey leaving the production <laughs> as director and telling him, hey, Eric, uh, I believe his name's Eric Williams, uh, absolute beast, like, you gotta, you gotta like trust me on this. I vouch for him, and uh, you know, Christopher Judge almost walked away from the project altogether when Corey left. The character uh, <clears throat> Teal C, T- Tealk or whatever, uh, Teal Teal with the hyphen and C. That's the name of the character from Stargate. Okay, I yeah. can't pronounce that. And I can't I cannot pronounce remember it how either. to pronounce it. But he um, was he was in Stargate. His uh, hold on sidebar. His other roles that I know him from. He was Magneto in X Men Evolution. He's the he has he's oh, the one with he the did voice super acting, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the super badass deep fucking voice. Anyway, continue. <clears throat> but yeah, Christopher Judge walked it. Uh, definitely deserved that. Definitely earned that uh, that award. Um, yeah, I mean, shit against everyone else. Like there was no there was no question about it. There, it was. If there was anyone on that list that deserved that award as well, it was Manon Gage for her role <clears throat> in Immortality. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just blown away because this year had just so many crazy great. matchups. Yes. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, and you're getting God of War swept as shows. Quality shows. Yes. And aside from getting best score and uh, best score and music, God of War Ragnarok also offstage won the best audio design. Mm-hmm. And that went up against a game like Gran Turismo 7 with some of the most amazing oh, yeah. car sounds that have been put into a video game and Horizon Forbidden West. 
a game that <laughs> literally imagines what a robotic dinosaur would sound like and puts it yeah. in your face. <laughs> um, it's just, it's great. Like, it's, it's good to see. I know Call of Duty is really well known for their audio design as well, and I'm glad God of War won. Yeah. There's just something, something great about it. And then uh, we went over, yeah, we went over best narrative. We went over best art direction. So here we go. Let's get to the top two. I think we've gone over most of them. Most of the ones that I think mattered most to us. Yeah. Oh, um, best fighting game. There wasn't really a big, for me as a fighting game, like lover, a, a fighting game like Stan, I, the category this year wasn't that all that great. Multiversus, I want to say deserves it. I, I want to see Multiversus more in the mainstream fighting world. As do I. Yeah. Um, I think the rest of the critics in the industry need to get a recap on what a fighting game is because Sifu shouldn't be on this fucking list. No, that doesn't, but no. There was, but given there was a lack of fighting, a definitive lack of big new fighting games this year, um, of the ones on there, DNF Duel did have the most problems at launch and continuously in terms of their uh, support and in their uh, ranking systems and the way that online works. I yeah. think King of Fighters 15 should have maybe gotten that award. It was the only one 15? on that list that was a true classic fighting game and Damn. also probably deserved that um, yeah. that award other than Multiversus. Mm-hmm. So only thing I take away from that is next year we're going to have much more to talk about because I think Tekken oh, yeah. might release like next year late. That'd and cool. we'll have it up against Street Fighter 6 and seeing what Street Fighter 6 does <laughs> with this new system um, will be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the last two categories then we have to talk about. You just which is said last two and then this. <laughs> best Game Direction. Awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. Winner, Elden Ring. Yep. Now, obviously, that one was a shoe-in win. Uh, yes. Coming down to creative, as the category describes itself and defines itself, Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, God of War Ragnarok is an amazing game. But it, it is. is just a continuation of God of War 2018. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, just about the same thing. You add in a couple new gimmicks, a couple new things, but it is essentially still a Horizon Zero Dawn. Immortality. Immortality and Stray. Definitely um, hands up in there in terms of what game direction and design would be, especially for Immortality. Stray, a really good cat sim. Again, but coming up against a game that has defined a genre of what a soul's like is creating its own genre um, and making it something new, something brand new, something epic and creative, such as an open world game, having its uh, Breath of the Wild moment, as a lot of people say, um, its Skyrim moment in terms of game design and direction. It definitely is the hands down winner. Yeah. When's the last time you had a game that told you, yeah, this is where you're going to go? By the way, you're going to pick up a couple side quests on the way that you don't know are side quests yet. And you're <laughs> going to get pulled into these random stories that tell you to go somewhere else. And you're just going to have to figure out how to get there and how to find the next part. But uh, have fun exploring the rest of this world that we've created meticulously for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't had a game that's just genius like that. It, it's, 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 it's good. I hope there are more games out there that do that instead of just completely fucking you know, linear yeah, yeah, but I mean, there are games that do that in a sense, but this was like to a new level, you know, like this was no handholds. This was nothing like you got you get shit from us, buddy. Yeah, it was, it was just more like, sandboxy fuck. in that aspect. 
But there was, a, you know, but even then, sandbox, you still have guidance in most games. You no, Minecraft doesn't have any guidance, and that's a well, sandbox. <laughs> my, Minecraft's different. Or, or even, or even Breath of the Wild. There's, there's, like, you can go straight to fucking Ganon at the beginning. Oh of the yeah, game. you can so, go straight to Ganon, like but that, have. but with that, it's a, it's an icon based, you know, sandbox action adventure quest game. You get a quest, and it gives you a direction to go. It tells you where to go. Elden Ring, you get the quest. You get the main quest. It tells you where. It kind of tells you where to go. You get any of the side quests, good luck on figuring out what to do next. You're probably going to stumble upon it by accident. Mm. Like, there was no direction for you to go. There was nothing to tell you what your next step was in anything but the main quest. And that, I think, is what gives it such creative vision. Okay. The fact that it entrusted its players to be able to get into the world and actually explore it to find these things. It's super amazing. And congratulations to Elden Ring. Oops. And then we move on to game of the year. Game of the year. We I know I know we brought it up before at the beginning of the show, but it deserves a second round of applause. Elden Ring wins as game of the year, and its competition for this was God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, A Plague Tale Requiem, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Mm-hmm. Um, Stray, congratulations on getting a nomination. That team did so much good work. I'm surprised they made the nominations. Uh, Horizon, God of War. I called I called God of War making this list. I knew it was going to make this list before it even came out. I said it. As soon as it as soon as we knew it was bound for this year, I knew it was going to make the nominations. Um uh, a Plague Tale Requiem again. That this nomination is what put that game really like really put it on my map. Um to get a nomination for something I don't hear too many people talking about. It means somebody somewhere is enjoying this game so much that the critics are voting for it. Yeah. Even critical reception, like there wasn't a big coverage on it, this and that. Um, I was super, super surprised, and now I have to go play it. So here I am. (laughs) But yeah, Elden Ring, winner. Definitely recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Its only competition on this list was God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, basically. And again, my biggest uh, my biggest gripe with what God of War Ragnarok is is that it is just more God of War 2018. There yeah. are changes to the gameplay. Not no, there are no major changes to the gameplay, but there are changes to the systems in combat. Um, but you are essentially getting a continuation of what is an amazing game, which mm-hmm. is another amazing game. <clears throat> if Elden Ring hadn't been on this list, I guarantee God of War would have won that. Yes. But, Elden Ring was, as I just as I just explained in that last section, just too much of something different, too different, too genre breaking, too very unique, too unique, super unique. That's there what was, wins. Yeah, there was no way. And as soon as the game of the war, the game of the year uh, nomination came up and they put it up on the stage, I was sitting there with bated breath because I was. Almost positive God of War was going to steal it away with recency bias. And I was like, no, don't do this to me. Elden Ring deserves this. From Software deserves this. And congratulations to Miyazaki. Congratulations to all the people that worked hard on this game at From Software. You guys made a defining title in your series of games that is going to stand the test of time and forever change the landscape of games that are made that way. So I am yeah. absolutely impressed. Elden Ring, I played nonstop for the first half of this year. 
<laughs> and I still have to go back and play more of it. I'm not even finished. Like, I finished the main story. I've got so much more to do in that game. They're, that game is just so expansive and immersive and massive. Yeah. And it's, it's just a good fucking game. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Uh, that was Game Awards this year. Those were the announcements. Those were the I'm winners. Sorry. You didn't bring up uh, the game you threw your fucking phone across the room for almost. Remember oh, you. well, that that announcement, that, that one's more of a, a later on announcement to talk about. But I was super excited for um, this game called Remnant. Uh, the, it did come out previously. It is a Gearbox game. It is a looter shooter, a third-person looter shooter with Souls-like qualities. Um, it's a very difficult game. It's a very <clears throat> fun game to play with your friends, but they like announced a sequel to it, and yeah. I'm super excited for that. Personally, that's one of my big, super cool games that is going to make it to my super cool list for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think I've covered just about everything. The Super Mario teaser was interesting, which I'll put here yes. in the video, because it explained, it answered the question, the fuck is up with those pipes? <laughs> I've always wanted to know. I'm like, where the fuck is the rest of the pipe? The pipe just goes into the bricks, and then it's like, okay, he just comes out another pipe. In the fucking in the video, this bitch gets sucked into like a glass tube, and he just get all the way up to another pipe. It was Mario lore. I wasn't expecting to learn. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That was, that was pretty cool. I love I, when they do when studios do shit like that. It's like, what the fuck? I would have never thought of that. I would have laughed if it was just a teleportation and he freaked out about how he moved. That would yeah, been that too. That would have been like, how did I get here? Like, how did I do this? What's going on? Where am I? Oh man! And in yeah. the, in the in that in that teaser too, um, there's four different Super Mario themes that are mm-hmm. playing remastered. There's the overworld theme from Super Mario World. There's Toad's House from Super Mario Three. There's mm-hmm. the Super Mario Brothers theme and then there's mm-hmm. the underworld theme which you go that's the that's when you're underground mm-hmm. beneath the the when you're underground in the super mario game yeah, yeah like that 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 kind of music i thought that was fantastic so you know and you know i'm <sighs> a little more excited to see the uh turn my brain off and watch the mario um Oh, definitely. Movie now, even though I gave his shit on the first trailer, the second trailer yeah. made me change my mind, and so did this teaser here. I'm just like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna watch. Oh, and sorry, five, the the bomb mom king uh, yeah. or field, yeah, that 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 theme was also playing in first in level the in Super Mario 64. Oh yeah, so you can listen to all that in the in the video. Um, but yeah, those are all the things I can men- that I needed to mention. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. <clears throat> So I guess rounding it up, um, you gave it a four out of five. Um, of the years I've watched Game Awards, of the years I've watched uh, Summer Game Fest, any award show, Gamescom, everything, I have not been this blown away by, number one, the present uh, presentation, the production, and the overall aesthetic of yeah. a convention or of, a, of an expo of this nature, of an award show of this nature, especially yeah. for video games. Like, this is something <clears throat> I would expect to see for the Oscars, something I would expect to see for Emmys, yeah. something for a big upscale thing. And Jeff Keighley has done such an amazing job, an amazing fucking job of creating a production that we can be proud of as gamers. And, yes. you know, it took him stepping away from the... <clears throat> from E3, um, it take, took him stepping away from one of the major organizations in North America that basically ran <clears throat> the industry to make something this freaking awesome. And I hands down, uh, I'm gonna Good give it job. a five. 
I'm giving it a five out of five. It was the announcements <clears throat> were so well kept that everything shocked me and surprised me. Um, the ones that were announced that we knew of beforehand were good enough to keep me excited for them anyways because yeah. the story revealed, the trailers, everything. It was just good. The amount of special guests, um, shit, just the amount of ideas and creative use for everything. Even the medley, the the orchestrated medley for Game of the Year this year wasn't necessarily amazing compared to like uh, some of the older years, but it was still just hands down phenomenal. Absolutely amazing work. <laughs> and on a special note, LA Philharmonic will be doing a 10 years oh, of yeah. video games concert next year in, I believe, May, I think it was said. I, I can't remember. remember, but keep an eye out for that because that's that's going to be something special. Mm. But yeah, um, five out of five, <laughs> five out of fucking five. That, what a what a fucking show! What a fucking show! That was pretty good. I I only give it a four out of five because there were some there were some award categories that in, don't to appeal me, to you. nobody fucking cared about. Like I I was watching on the Twitch and they were giving it shit, which I'll talk to you off air about. Yeah, but. Like there were games mentioned for these categories that nobody gave a shit about on on the regular. It's like it's fine that you know they're getting a representation, but nobody cares about that. Just move it along. Go to the big categories. I I don't want to hear about these these. There were really some games I have never heard of in there. There were like visual novel type games that were reviewed. Which one? I don't know. I can't. Uh, I'm like, which what? one are you talking about? Hold I on. Let me of- look it up. TGA. I was going to say, all of these games that were on this list, I heard of. No, there were some of them that, like, they, that were just like, what the fuck what, is this VRAR games? No, that was, that, that was interesting. Because um, there, in- there was a VR game in there that I liked. Innovation um, and Accessibility? Yeah, there you go. I didn't oh. know any of the... No, 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 sorry. That, that, no, that doesn't count. Um, because it, it mentioned the big games. I'm talking about ones that, like, I've never heard of... Like, okay, they even did Content Creator of the Year, which, okay, that's fine. Well, Content um, Creator is different. Like I said, those ones kind of out of the spectrum of what we, do, what we like, really pay attention to. So there's no reason in talking about it because it's it doesn't do – we don't do anything to add to that category. Like, we can't really talk about it. We don't know anything about fucking <clears> – excuse me. Esports I can't find it off the coaches. top of my head. I can't find, but there were like there were really really indie games. I'm like I've never heard of these fucking titles. That's and why they're indie games. I, you still hear about indie games? The fuck? Not really. Not, <laughs> not like Stray. Norco. Norco is one of one of the underrated PlayStation titles this year. Tunic was of amazing. I heard about. Zelda. I know about Tunic for crying out loud. Neon White was good. Those were the only ones that were indie, though. I mean, I guess games for impact. Maybe that's the one you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what games for impact game awards. Let's see what the I, I a memoir sure. blue as dusk falls. Citizens yeah, okay. Leader, which there you as go. Dusk falls one shit like um, that. I'm like nobody fucking cares about this shit. I'm like, why is this we here? Ha- what we have to remember is that this is all about subjective perspective. Okay. Right. So no, games for impact is for these games that are more along the lines of narrative underlying tones. This is for games that push forward again, like like the um, category states for a thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message. Yeah. It's about it's about putting out um, what do you call it uh, a, a type of game that putting increases out. the knowledge of the viewer uh, of the player, something that opens up your mind to an aspect of something that you know mm-hmm. that many of you maybe have not experienced before or thought of before. 
and it's definitely a category that I think deserves to be on this on these lists because these kinds of games are the ones that are pushing the boundaries for uh-huh. for games that have meaning behind them. <laughs> sure, there are some morals in most of the video games we play, but none of them really delve deep into like true morals for us as people in real life than the games that are on these lists. Uh-huh. Again, they are yeah. very they are very indie. They are very they are Super very small indie. in that sense. But yeah. these games absolutely deserve to be on here, I think, and absolutely deserve their flowers for the for winning these contests. Just one flower. I mean, yeah. just just what, alone, one? Citizen Sleeper, one of one of the hands down better games that have come out this year in terms of narrative story. Uh, but nobody really plays these kinds of games, so nope. you don't get to hear about them often. Yeah. That's what. I, that's why it's a four out of five. I'm just like, eh, I don't care about this. <laughs> just skip again. But, subjective perspective. Subjective perspective always. But anyway, that's that's it. That's that's all. I don't, is there anything else? No, I'm just. I'm glad to be back on an episode. I've been wanting to. Me too. Fuck. Haven't had time. <laughs> I thought uh, everything was going to be fine when I stepped away. It's it wasn't. not easy. I know it's not easy. Why do you think I fucking complain about it so much? Shut up, bitch. It's okay. It's easy for me now that you're here because I can bounce perfectly everything off of you. And you, what's great about this is you actually play devil's advocate perfectly. Ryan doesn't do that. He's just like, eh. <laughs> which is as fine. A, it's a personality difference. As, no, as no a host, worries. you just got to you gotta learn how to bring that out of people. You got to find, you got to ask the right yeah. questions. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. It's being able to get the rise out of people. So it doesn't work with Ryan. So it works with me. Everyone knows how to get the rise out of me easily. You say Apple's great. I'm gonna fucking it, throw your head through it, a wall. That's it com- simple. It it comes it comes with time, but you'll get it. Yeah. But for now, anyway, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you. guys. I would like to give a special thanks to those of you that have stuck around for the whole episode and the new yeah. listeners for tuning in. Again, this is the well. I'm sure there's new listeners somewhere. <laughs> Again, yeah. this is the For the Geeks Gamecast, where once every once in a while, I'm not even going to say two weeks because it has not been two weeks. No. We sit around to talk about some of the biggest news in the games industry and how they make us feel. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our Twitch channel where we do game streams at twitch.tv slash For the Geeks Games. If you want to further support the show, you can also go to our YouTube, which now has a new handle thanks to the new system that YouTube's rolling out. And you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash For the Geeks podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram and on Twitter at For the Geeks with two S's at the end or on uh, YouTube or on Twitch. To make it easier, Uh, click the link in the description below. The link tree, it has all of these for you in one link. You can click our link tree and you can find everything there from our podcasts on all different podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts for some of those weirdos. Um, (laughs) And if you feel like helping us out just a little bit, it's not too expensive. We do have a Patreon. It's only cost $1. Yes. Yeah. Thank you if you do support us. It's mostly just a nice little gesture of we like the show, keep doing what you're doing, and it reminds exactly. us that we're, somebody cares about what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we're going to keep doing this because I love doing this. So Me too. It's good please to continue to show us support and show us the love. And as always, folks, game like you mean it. Yep. Peace out. Peace out.